0: Gentlemen, to episode number one hundred and seventy of the South Dakota Gamer Podcast. This week, a special edition of South Dakota Gamer crossover event with the Star Wars Rant Podcast. That's right; it's an almost all Star Wars episode. We're going to <coughs> finally do months, many months after the Last Jedi has been <laughs> even into Blu-ray. We're going to talk about our feelings on the Last Jedi. We're also going to give some predictions. For the solo A Star Wars Story movie as well Um, But the majority of this is going to be Star Wars However, there are a few things we wanted to talk about when it comes to games But before we get to that, let me introduce all our wonderful co-hosts this week I obviously am Chad, joining as always Dave Mann Never tell me the odds, Chad, or Brian, or B-Nob, who is dead to us (laughs) Okay, Um, also Josh Owens
1: It's entirely possible this podcast is not stable.
0: Wow, that's didn't see that coming at all. Um, and then special guest, you know him, you love him, Isaac Ali.
2: I'm just going to say hi. I don't <laughs> have anything clever to say, <laughs> sir.
0: Isaac is
3: now finally graduated to a special guest.
2: Wow. I'm probably going to fall asleep, so let's get this going. <laughs> Come on,
0: man. <laughs> and then also joining us again, Brian Seddon. Hey guys, that's <clears throat>
4: yeah.
0: all I got. Welcome. Hey Brian. Hey,
3: what happened to the Star Wars Ram podcast, man?
5: Um, well, it's uh, you know, it's not gone. It's just it's just not active right now. Um, it's in a galaxy
3: far, far it away. It is in a
5: galaxy nope. far, far away. Much like Luke was uh, for a while in hiding. Uh, I think it's kind of in hiding right now.
1: <laughs> the podcast has cut itself <laughs> off. From the I was gonna say it's. From I was going to say, it's on, a, it's on one of those useless Canto Bite missions. <laughs>
4: oh, oh, Alright, well, before off. we get too much into Drum our words. thoughts on Ooh. The Last
0: Jedi, real quick I'm going to uh, just kind of promote a uh, another prediction show we're going to do. Um, we're doing our E3 prediction show. E3! E3. <laughs> Goodness. June 4th will be that show uh, where Josh, Dave, and I will give our predictions for the big show. And then, of course, another friend of the show, Evan Steele, will come back on and judge us on our correctness um, for those predictions. We look forward to doing that. So keep uh, your podcast feeds open for June 4th. Um, all I'm going to do real quick is four news items in the news that you can use, if you so choose, You <laughs> wait a minute. so. We're all asleep. No one's paying attention. I uh, Josh was asleep. He, was, he wasn't he was expecting that to happen. Um, so, real quick, before we I get can, to Star
1: Wars. Stuff. Give me another chance. I can do a better one.
0: No, it's too late. It oh, man. Starts
3: Chad was like, and that's going to be on Juth for Next news. You Juve. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Josh. Hey, Josh. You've
0: got to be on the ball. Uh, so, speaking of being on the ball, Black Ops 4. It's the next Call of Duty game. It's yeah. coming out. We saw the reveal. We talked about it a little bit. Um, Wait a second.
3: What's the reference? I don't,
0: nothing. It was just... It was. <laughs> I was trying to make a, a segue. It didn't work out well. Uh, especially when you call it out like that. Um, mm. But Black Ops 4 was revealed this last week. We got... Uh, Blops! Yeah, Blops 4 with three... Or four... i i, 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 I Not IV. We talked about which is, this. Which is it's, totally Josh, what's fine. what's the correct
3: term, please? Wait, what? The correct term for those... Roman numerals? Roman numerals? numerals. <laughs> is that? Wait, isn't it called something? Weren't you guys calling it something?
0: I can't remember I what it's remember. called. But Josh found it in the real world. Like they used that for real. For I, I
1: was in Pompeii and I saw it, yeah. guys. So and I, I saw true. it on the on the actual Roman Colosseum. Mm-hmm. It's a true. It's a, it's a real thing.
0: It's a real thing. So Black Ops Four revealed. Um, it is indeed there is no oh, story, what? no story mode for this game. Um, it has <sighs> multiplayer. It has zombies. And then also is going to have a Battle Royale mode called Blackout. Um, It'll have vehicles, planes, cars, uh, be their biggest map they've ever created. Uh, Looks interesting. We didn't see any gameplay for it. We did see some multiplayer gameplay, but nothing for the Battle Royale mode. Um, They have yet to confirm how many people, how many players will actually be able to play in a match. Mm -hmm. They have yet to say that. Mm -hmm.
3: I have to say that the trailer did really grab my interest, my attention. Yeah. Um, the idea of, they said, not only did they say it's their biggest map ever, but they took sections of their best maps and are putting them together into one. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see how they tie that in, or if it's going to be completely separate sections, or if they're going to make a a theme that's similar in in all of them, but are, it stands out as, oh, this is from, you Mm -hmm. know, firefight or uh, not firefight, but whatever, that kind of stuff. Can't remember the names of any maps right now. Yeah,
4: no, that's
0: fair. Just thinking about Star Wars. It is. It I is good they, though. I think that they're doing their own spin. The map to Luke Skywalker is the only thing I can think about right now. <laughs> they're doing their own spin, not I'm just copying. I'm pretty sure there them. was right. You know, f- straight from. Either Wasn't there or a
2: or video it. of the gameplay?
0: Well, they had some multiplayer gameplay. Yes, they did show that.
2: No, like the battle royale. I guess isn't isn't this it right here? Uh, I
4: don't think I've seen that one just I mean, it's basically
2: going to be the same thing, because they take everybody else's idea. Oh, my God. Sick burn. The only unique thing about this game is the way that they... Have the the four, the Roman numerals. That's it.
0: <laughs> their title. The number in their title. That's
2: probably what they've been doing for the last year. It's like, all right, bird. what are we going to do for the number four? Put
3: another hash line.
2: <laughs> mark. Well, the we will. And then five is going to have the line through it. Watch. Man.
3: Wow. Oh. You're, hey, yeah, that'd be pretty good. There is an idea.
2: <laughs> let me let me email them yeah. right now and see if I can get <laughs> right
1: after that. So, I'm, so I'm wondering quick, why I call this quick Isaac trademark blop five <laughs> verbal trademark. You heard it here. Well, I'm wondering why call it why even call it Black Ops then if there's not going to be a story if it's not going to touch on any of the rest that that like the other games have built on. Why yeah, even call it Black Ops at all?
4: Uh, except for.
1: Yeah, except for the fact that it's it's their turn.
3: Well, it's all their properties too. Yeah. Like it's all I mean, it's all black ops it's like the bla, the blackout mode is all of their maps. Yeah, their assets and stuff. And their zombies and stuff. Lame. I mean Well we will see more undoubtedly at each I mean I I feel like even if they named it something else, they'd have
1: to at least have black ops somewhere in the title. Like you know what I mean? Like Black Ops I don't know. Yeah. I mean at least Next. like at least not make it uh I don't know, it seems weird to make it a mainline Black Ops game and be like, oh, but we're not going to mess with the I story sure. yeah.
0: yeah. All right, quickly moving on. May 23rd, which is just a couple days from today, we're going to get our Battlefield five Battlefield V reveal. Um, they're going to do the vignettes for the story again, so it's going to be you know little, smaller, bite-sized stories, which I think worked out w- well with one. Um, mm-hmm. And they showed a little teaser trailer today of some guy just saying, shh. And uh appears from that people have uh, deciphered that it's going to be World War II, which is also what the rumors were saying as well. So, May 23rd. Just from the... Sh- like, how was the guy dressed? I guess with the goggles he had on, and then they had uh, the teams. Like, the bar was at the top and the symbols for the flags. So, I, I guess from all Dave, those different things.
3: Dave, it does seem weird that they would go from... <clears throat> Like Battlefield One was World War One, and now they're going back to Battlefield Five, or is this just a placeholder name? No,
0: it's Five. It's officially So well, five.
3: I mean, Battlefield Five would be World War Two. Yes. Because
0: Battlefield Four was the modern era one. It doesn't matter. You know what? It doesn't make sense. You don't don't overthink it. Yeah, don't overthink it. No, guys, they're going to tie
1: it all together with with a it's time travel. yeah with the time travel storyline and the background of these vignettes. That's mm-hmm. how you're traveling from vignette to
0: vignette. One point twenty-one games in the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Excellent. All right, glad we figured that out. There's going to be two Spocks in this
3: one. <laughs> two
0: Spocks. Next, Super Mario Tennis Aces is getting a demo or this I week.
3: Do this getting a huh? demo.
0: Super Mario Tennis Aces getting a demo the on the Switch. Excellent. Excellent. If you download that and play the demo, you get a cool new outfit. You can play. Um, if you do buy the game and some other things, you can unlock as well. So I'm looking you. forward to that this week. And then finally, the Miramar map, desert map from PUBG, is coming to Xbox on May 24th, which is this week. Real quick, later Chad, also. you played this. I
5: did. Last night. I did. what do you think?
0: It's, uh, it's fun. It's, it's different. Yeah. That's, that's what makes it fun. Wait, you guys haven't I mean, played
5: it on the test server at all?
0: I did. I did this week. It was the first time I was able to do it. Did you get a chance to, Brian, Yeah,
5: I've played multiple times on the test server. What do you think? It's good. It's like, um, it seems really big compared to the other map. And then the, so I haven't been everywhere, but um, it's kind of different. The buildings are set up so different than the other map. And you're on the other map, you're so used to, like, we always go to Georgia Pool. We know all the buildings we hit. We know, Mm -hmm. you know, I could do it with my eyes closed, run through the buildings. Here is completely different but really i could could. (laughs) literally
0: (laughs) we're testing that but
5: uh okay um but on the other one it's so wide open and so like the other thing is too if you're out like in the open because there's no shrubberies or tree or anything i mean you're screwed (laughs) you know what i mean but there's
0: there's nowhere to hide that's you felt you feel very yeah very out very vulnerable because it's just big wide open spaces with no trees even to hide behind. there's just nothing so but it's,
5: it's a welcome change though for sure
0: yeah it's new it's new. I did download it all this morning, so.
2: Yeah. You know it would be a welcome <clears throat> change
5: if they finished the game so it didn't play and <laughs> look like trash. You
3: know, that, that is very true. true. Bring some Dude, love I saw, love I, love think. I, saw, I saw this video. I think I shared it with some, at least Chad, of a guy, a, a girl that was driving a motorcycle, but the three-seat motorcycle, wow. and, a, and she's driving over the hill, and a buggy comes up behind her and hits her in the back of the motorcycle, and the car flips up in yeah, the air. I've seen that. <laughs> And falls down and explodes. Yes. It's and like she keeps physics. driving. Didn't even hurt her at all. Yeah. And then the first comment was, uh, man, I like this game because it's so much more realistic than Fort. <laughs>
0: and then it just goes dot, dot, dot. <laughs> There's just nothing uh, else. That's that. great. That's great. It's, it's the quirks that make it uh, make it unique for sure. Yeah. Um, and one other thing I don't have here real <laughs> to mention real quick is Fortnite. Speaking of Fortnite, uh, supposedly the jetpacks are coming very soon for for a, so, for a wow. limited time yeah for a limited time so that's a good,
3: I, I like the limited time mm. ideas they have because you don't want to just forever jack your game up yeah. you know just
0: break it for a little while all right well that's <laughs> it guys that's all the news I have for the video games I wanted to cut through that as quickly as possible we'll still mention a few things so the first 10 minutes or so video games now the meat and potatoes of this episode the star wars stuff and I, for this section we're gonna hand it over to dave to kind of moderate how we yes. today. So that's wheel. why it's going to be so much better than what Chad is not because it's Star Wars <laughs> because I am hosting it and everything right now.
3: <clears throat> yep, that's right. So we already did introductions, we know who everybody is. That's awesome. So just just jump right in to the Star Wars stuff. Okay, obviously this movie came out, what do we say? Was it 6 months ago? 5 months ago? December. Yeah. So it's May, 5th month. Yeah. Almost 6. So obviously we all We're far removed. Spoilers, whatever. We're we're not specifically trying to spoil it, but we're definitely not staying away. There will be spoilers in this. If you haven't seen it already and you're even listening to this, I'm very confused as to why you are. But um, very divisive among the Star Wars fans. Um, A lot of people think it's great. A lot of people think it's garbage. Um, And then I'm assuming there's a lot of people that are in between as well. Um, So we'll address all of that. But first of all, I just wanted to start off by asking everybody, what were your initial thoughts after you walked out of the theater for the first time back in December seeing this movie?
2: We'll start with Isaac. So, when I watched it, I was actually in the Philippines.
5: Oh, wow. Uh, with my Hashtag wife's family. Brag.
2: So, yeah. He saw, to, you know, so, he saw it 32 days spot. before any <laughs> Americans did. Yeah. Just going to a uh, third world country to watch it. No big deal. You know. <laughs> um, so. Uh, it's not what I wanted. It's not what I was expecting. But I did not hate the movie. Uh, right. Like, we had this conversation before, back when Josh was saying, you know, they, there's no reason for them to even be making these movies. I think it was Rogue One. Um, and I, I had made the comment saying, you know, it's it's Star Wars. So whatever Star Wars movie they put out, I'm just happy for more Star Wars. Um, so I think I think that was my sentiment with that. Um, I I wish... It it you know it just felt it almost felt like it wasn't picking up where episode seven left off. It felt almost like an alternate Star Wars universe where Luke was afraid to get into this fight or, or whatever it may have seemed like. Um, but it, I, I enjoyed it because again it's Star Wars. I love the characters. Um, the cinematography was awesome. Like the visuals were. I mean were spectacular. Um, but it, it's not what I was hoping for in the continuation of the story.
3: And. How do you feel now, five months later, having seen it on Blu-ray and all that stuff multiple times? How do
2: you feel? Surprisingly, actually, I've only watched it for a second time last week.
3: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. So I I didn't go back to the movies to watch it on a a nicer, bigger screen here in the States. Um, And then actually, I had completely forgotten about it, to be honest. Until I saw, like, on Twitter, everybody was like, oh, it's coming out on digital today or it's coming out on Blu-ray. And that, and in, like, itself, okay, cool.
3: that in itself says something to me.
2: It does. It does. But then again, I, I also think it's because it hasn't been as long. Right. The the absence without a Star Wars movie wasn't as, as long. Like so did you, miss, did you pick up things that you didn't notice the first time around? Yeah. Like I mentioned uh, before when Kylo says, and it was actually, actually after I had watched episode 8 again. And I was rewatching episode seven when I, it dawned on me, Kylo tells Rey, uh, your parents are nobodies or okay. whatever. And then when I was re-watching episode seven, um, when he gets the report saying that BB-8 escaped with Finn, you know, he flips out and he starts slashing the console. And then he says anything else. And the guy says um, they were, you know, there was a girl that was with him that helped him. And then he, like, turns around, force pulls the guy and, like, starts choking him. And he's like, what girl? And then it made me think, well, why... You know why was he flipping out about wow. that if this girl had no significance? Like he, he had no idea. You know, you would think he had no idea who this girl was, mm-hmm. but he just associated a girl on Jakku that helped them get away from highly trained soldiers and Tie fighters. You know, it it, it it's almost like okay, this is the, this is Ray. So it, it made me think, okay, he knows what's going on, and you know, you said, well, it's because there were different writers and directors for each movie. And obviously johnson was was uh, planning to go in a different direction, which he did with episode eight, so um, I think that's the biggest thing I noticed yeah I that feel stood like, out to me
3: I feel like that was the same way for me. Um, when I saw it and I walked out, my first thought was like i, I it was like an out of body experience, and I noticed i don 't know what I feel right now like i expect I expected to feel something so much different, like after walking out of the force awakens. I was like, you know, bouncing on my feet, like, oh man, what about this? What about this? What about this? And this one, though, definitely like one of the best, if not the best, visual looking Star Wars to date. Um, just amazing. Uh, very good set pieces, very good um, shots. Uh, that monochromatic shot where the spaceship hyperdrives. I mean, it was great. That was like really cool looking. But then walking out, I was like, man, there was a lot of things that I didn't expect, which can be good, but to me, it left me with, I I use this term, I think, in the Star Wars Ramp podcast, or either in the thread or something, I feel like Ryan Johnson answered a lot of questions, he just answered them all in ways that nobody, that not nobody, I shouldn't say nobody, that a lot of us didn't want answered that way, and to where... He almost answered all of them to where going out of the movie, it's like, well, what am I looking forward to? Like, there is a positive in looking at it and being it's a blank slate. Anything can happen. There's definitely a positive in that. But in at the end of a second act out of three acts, it seemed very out of place. Um, watching it yeah. the second time, I will say I liked it better. I did like it better. Because um, before I saw it the second time... I had actually told myself, I don't think I, I don't want to, I don't want to say I didn't like the movie because that's not true. I did like the movie. I I've, I've, I think I said the first time we reviewed it on Star Wars Rant that I loved the movie. But um, it's like you said before, Isaac, if I have to rank the movies, this is the one I like the least, but I never say, oh, I hate this one. You know, I don't like this one. So that's yeah. kind of how I felt. And, and the, to wrap my little segment up here, um, I feel the same way you did about where it felt like, and it's because there's different writers and everything. It just didn't feel as connected as I expected it to be. It didn't feel like it was picking right. up the story, although clearly you know there's a story of Ray, but it just felt it a little
2: disjointed, just a little bit for me. Yeah, it, it's it's almost like Johnson didn't really care to to do any fan service in the movie, which it's it's should be the mentality of a writer director, I guess, right. but at the same time who are you writing this movie for? You know, it would have been cool to see Luke have one more. Well, it would have been cool to see Luke have a great lightsaber fight, you know, before they, before they sent him off. Um, I feel like the way, what they did with Leia was kind of pointless. It's like, why put her out there? And then she somehow pulls herself back into the ship. It it didn't make sense to me. So there's there's different things like that.
3: Yeah. It's one of the criticisms of Lucas is that he did the prequels, and didn't care about what the fans. That was one of his biggest criticisms. Is he wasn't writing it for the fans. He was writing it for himself, what he wanted to finish the story. And so then you've got, oh, okay, yeah, that's what. This is the. Star Wars is the fans, and you guys got to treat it like this. Well, Johnson didn't do that, I don't think, as much as people expected.
5: Right. Which doesn't
3: mean he made a bad movie. It just means right. he made something that was completely not what the fans were thinking was going to happen. Um, Brian. Would you like to rehash? Can you pull the Band-Aid off?
5: Is the wound too sore to revisit? No. No. So, yeah, I mean, my initial reaction was was disappointment, um, which soon turned to anger. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know, and and for a lot of it is because The Force Awakens set up so many good questions. And... And so, you know, maybe this was a lot of our faults, but so then you build all these expectations, you know, how how much speculation was there about Snoke and Rey and just all these Luke and all these things that were going to happen because of all the questions that were set up by The Force Awakens. And then you go into The Last Jedi and you got these, you know, these preconceived notions of what's going to happen or what should happen in your mind and and none of it happens. And um, so some of that, you know, maybe our fault the fans fault but i I do you know the the disappointment came from number one i'm a big luke fan my favorite character in the movie so to see how he was portrayed in this movie you know and obviously even mark hamill had a disagreement about it um which is well known but um it just didn't seem like the same luke that i grew up with um and, and to have me wait all through Force Awakens to see Luke, and then, you know, going into The Last Jedi, like, finally, I'm going to get to see him in action again, and the first thing he does is, you know, throws the lightsaber, and, and just how he acts through the whole movie, it's... That, that bothered me. Um, yeah. The other thing was just, again, the, you know, all the questions that were set up, and, you know they were just tossed aside where, where Ryan Johnson basically in a sense said it doesn't matter. And that, that bothered me. Uh, you know, we didn't get an answer about Snoke as far as who he is, where he came from, why he hates the Jedi, none of his background. Uh, you know, the Ray parent thing, I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be from somebody, although it is kind of weird that the lightsaber was calling to, um, to her. And it, you know, you heard, uh, Yoda talking to her and you heard Obi Wan Kenobi so that connection was never really explained um, why why that happened that way but her parents don't have to be anybody I'm okay with that. Um, so They definitely made it they definitely made a point to lead the, the audience to
3: believe that there was something special about the lightsaber the connection between the lightsaber well, sure. and her which it could have been any lightsaber it could have been any kyber crystal now and at this point there's fewer of them I understand but why did that particular lightsaber well
5: yeah and it's it's that lightsaber has history and so so to me it was like you know and it said several times in the movie you know the past must die luke says it and and uh kylo ray uh kylo ren says it so um i don't know i felt like it it kind of took like what a lot of fanboys loved about star wars and kind of said it doesn't matter and then also the fact of a lot of the questions that were set up by the force awakens um, it was just kind of tossed aside and it was very clear to me that, you know, and I had said it all along when we were doing our was the Star Wars rant podcast that it's, they didn't sit there and plan out this trilogy. It's okay. JJ has it now or had it, in, you know, the first one. All right, Ryan, you pick it up. And now JJ has it again on the third one. You know, and it's just, you take it where you want to take it. And I don't think it should have been done that way. It should have, they should have planned the entire trilogy out. Not every detail. I know that can't happen. But yeah, the I know over, that can't happen. You know, but the over, story, you know, arc and story, to where it kind of lines up. Because if you watch The Force Awakens and you go into The Last Jedi, it's it's a completely different tone. And, and like I said, a lot of the setups just kind of fall flat. Now, that said, that said, it is a very beautiful movie. It's very well done. Um as far as you know the cinematics of it and there are things that i like about it there's characters that i like about i like the dj character i like the admiral holdo character um you know so there's there's things that i do like about it there's moments in there that i did like but you know i didn't get to see the things i wanted to see like luke actually in a real lightsaber battle um him with his green lightsaber again i know we saw it in flashback but that's not the same thing um You know, so there's things that I was hoping for and I didn't get. um, So, So go ahead.
3: When when we first talked about this in the Star Wars Rant podcast, which was like the week after, you made a comment that you actually liked this movie better than The Force Awakens. Now, for me, I said the uh, the second time I watched it, the more I watched it, I liked it a little bit better. And from our conversations, I feel like you have been on the opposite side, where the more you've watched it, the more you've actually...
5: I think, like and I'd to have learn. to go back and listen to that. I think my criticism of The Force Awakens when I first saw that was that there wasn't enough story. It was, like, just, a, like, a lot of action. Um, and this one definitely gave you more story. So that that part I appreciated, and I think that's why I, I liked it better than The Force Awakens because... Plus, I got to see Luke. I got to see Yoda. You know what I mean? I got yeah. I got some of my Star Wars, you know, stuff that I wanted. Um so I think I was coming at it more from that angle, but I was still walking out disappointed with where the story went. Um,
3: we definitely got a lot more, when we talk about fan service, we got a lot more original characters. Yeah, ha- I mean, you have Leia come back, you had Luke, you had R2, and C-3PO had bigger roles this time. You got to see the old projection of Leia, Help Me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, You're yeah, My cool. Only Hope. Um, you got a lot more of Chewie and <clears throat> the Millennium Falcon doing the you know the fun stuff like that. So, that, I I do feel like there was, I mean, and and then Yoda, of course. So, I feel like that was, I I felt a lot more of the saga, I guess, in this than was in the last one, where we just had the mention of Luke, Han Solo, you know, a little bit of Leia, and then, like, the lightsaber with Chewie. Not with Chewie, but the lightsaber and Chewie. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, I... I see where you're going, but so your second time around, so though, I've seen you still... it,
5: I've seen it, I saw it twice in the theaters and I've seen it, I think three yeah. times at home now, one, one specifically was just because we were preparing for this. So, right. um, I, I'm one of those guys, I think that's in the middle. Like when I watch it, there's parts I just absolutely hate. Um, and there's parts I really like. I've grown to accept some things that initially turned me off before, um, And I think just in my mind, I kind of resolve it all by saying, you know, this is just the middle of the story. Let's see where where it all ends up. And that kind of gives me some hope. Um, And hopefully J.J. uh, puts a nice little bow on this thing. (laughs)
4: Chad, yeah.
0: Let me have it. Well, I think all of us are so similar because I felt the same way. I I walked out of there, like you said, Dave, and I was dumbfounded almost. Like, huh. I didn't know how to feel Whereas with Force Awakens I was just ecstatic Um, Mm -hmm. And I think some of that goes back to what Isaac said too Is that from The Force Awakens It had been a long time without any Star Wars And it's been less amount of time Without Star Wars to The Last Jedi So maybe the excitement level isn't there When it was over But I remember walking out going That was Star Wars, that was fun, I liked it But something like uh, It just something didn't feel right Something didn't settle And so you kind of digest it and think about it, and the Luke stuff I didn't enjoy, and some of the Canto Bite stuff just wasn't... It just didn't hit all the high notes like you... Again, maybe we overhyped it, like Brian said. We expected it Mm -hmm. to be something it could never live up to. um, But it just didn't hit all the high notes that I wanted it to. So uh, disappointment, I guess, is probably the best word, if you were to boil it down to one word that I felt, walking out. Um, But then after viewing it... I think we. I thought twice, also in the theater, and then I've seen it numerous times at home. Every time I watch it, I like it more. Not to say that I, the things I didn't like, I'll, I'm okay with now, but it's just as a whole, the more I like it, or the more I watch it, the more I enjoy it. Um, the high points are higher. The the cine, cinematography is fantastic. Um, just, I mean, the red hues. I mean, you can see the poster behind me if you're watching YouTube they used red a lot and obviously mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of the the not sith but the, the snoke and the kylo ren and and the hate and the burning and all that stuff was was you know they used it quite a bit and it looked fantastic it was beautiful the the lightsaber fight one of the best in all of them i think um and so as i continue to watch it more i enjoy it more and i think similar to what brian just said Episode nine might make us look back on Episode eight and go, ah. Hopefully, that's what it does. It, hel- it helps well, us to look back and think, like, okay, I'm okay with that now since they did this. Whatever. That's that
3: part be. of that. That's part of the trilogy. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's his job now is to not only write his movie, but he's got to tie it in, right. and make sense to everything. So there are. I'm sure that there's things that we don't see that they even. Talked about with you know Ryan's been pretty open about his thoughts since doing it, but I'm sure him and JJ will get together and specifically hit some things that JJ or that uh, Ryan left open, open ended stuff, and what his ideas are, just like JJ did. Mm-hmm. And JJ
0: will decide whether or not he wants to leave it or take it, yeah, and follow those directions. So, and I if, hope if they do that in areas that I want, you know, aka mm-hmm. Snoke, you know, what's happening, you know, if, if they satisfy my desires, then I will like it even more. But you know, there's a lot of us out there that have different thoughts on a lot of yeah. different sections. I mean, this there there's
3: this we can get into this a little bit deeper uh, later on when we talk about you know what we want to see happen. But um, a lot of people, you know, they, they are upset with the Luke dying thing. But Luke is obviously not. He's obviously going to be in Episode Nine. I mean, it's now nice. that he's back, now that he's back in the fight, so to speak, and back connected <clears> with the Force now, like one with the living forces, as, as Qui Gon talked about. Um, he's going to continue communing and talking with Ray. I mean, no. one would assume mm-hmm. and play a big part. So I'm sure we'll hear even from him more of what happened. There's got to be, that's one of the things I think m- most fans wanted was more of what happened to get us to the point we were. And instead of that, we just got, and it doesn't matter, which some of that, some, that's, that answer is fine for some of it. I'm completely fine with some of it. But come on, I mean, give us a little bit more about some of these things you set up. So you said, um, you said the more you the watch it, the more you like yeah. it. Even this
0: last time, yeah. you, did, you watched it last I night. I Watched it last night, and I liked it. There the parts I don't like. I still wasn't fond of, but like Brian said right. too, I kind of grown to accept them. Um, and yeah, I I like the movie. I like watching it. Excellent, Josh. I saved you for last because
3: you are our resident uh, not. <clears throat> Liker of Rogue One, the last, the last video we made, the last, the last Star Wars thing yeah. we made, Joss was pretty down oh. on Rogue One, yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's not a saga movie; it's an anthology movie. Um, so, but the reason I left him for last is because he's kind of completely on the opposite side with the Last Jedi. I'm not, I don't, I don't know if you've said that you, you know, you, you absolutely loved or this is your favorite movie or whatever, but. You do really like this movie. I
1: do. I, I really like it. Um, first of all, happy 38th birthday to Empire Strikes Back. Uh, mentioning that. Yep. The greatest movie ever made Most and impressive. certainly the greatest Star Wars movie ever made, at least in my opinion. 100%. 100%. Um, I saw your comment where your buddy Ben said, he's, <laughs> greatest
3: movie ever made. He's a big... He, Maybe the science fiction yeah. and you go, I stand by he's what a what big he's
1: cinemaphile, <laughs> so he's, he's a big movie guy and he, he I'm sure, has... Much better answers to why he thinks other movies are better. But um, Empire Strikes Back is and always will be my favorite movie ever. Um, So having said that, like Empire Strikes Back has been on my mind a lot uh, when thinking about The Last Jedi because they're both the middle movie. Empire Strikes Back, when it came out, was overwhelmingly positively reviewed. Um, There were some reviews that were like more middling than others, but everybody was really, really positive on it as far as like critics go. Fans obviously loved it. Um, it had one of the biggest cinematic reveals in in history um, as far as plot points go. So uh, to me, Empire Strikes Back and The Last Jedi do a lot of the same things um, as far as taking what was started in the first movie in the trilogy and like shifting things to like this almost uh, you get like you get a sense through a lot of Empire Strikes Back and a lot of The Last Jedi that things are almost hopeless, the odds are overwhelming, Um, and it's just, it's really, really dark.
3: The similarities, yeah, the similarities are striking, because you just, you just finished a movie where they blew up the big, killer starbase, now you're in a movie where the Empire is not in a big starbase anymore, but they're in a giant ship, basically running down the Resistance, or the Rebellion, and it ends kind of on oh wow well, everything's being destroyed we just yeah. did this a little bit different at the end although there is a very similar hoth battle yes. scene on yes. crate
1: yeah even some of the visuals but yeah yeah even some of the visuals <clears throat> were similar but like and and that could you might be able to say that's how Ryan paid tribute to the fans I fan service is mirroring <laughs> mirroring <laughs> I almost feel like a lot of stuff. I almost feel like that maybe some of what he was trying to do is like. To because you know in this three part you know the first second third act you have to have like at one point you have to have the tragedy the tragedy of the fall the you know the darkest hour you know before the dawn of the third movie um so I think that's a lot of what he was trying to do like as as far as it to me so it's i I did really like it when I left the theater, I wasn't sure exactly how to feel, but it wasn't because I was wondering if I didn't like it or not it was because um so, like, you guys know, and I think our listeners probably know, like, I was on, like, total media blackout for Star Wars before the movie came out. Like, I didn't I didn't want to see trailers. I didn't want to speculate. Um, I just wanted to go into it blind and see what they did. Um, so, when I came out of it, it wasn't – I wasn't sure how to feel about it, but not because I wasn't sure if I liked it. It was because I wasn't expecting anything when I walked in. And then what they did, what Ryan did with this movie – was not what i was expecting um but i really liked it and it was it was along the lines of like sort of the direction i was hoping they would take the movie but it was just like it felt like very heavy like the whole movie felt very heavy it wasn't as like a romp like the first one like it wasn't fun there wasn't like a ton of that like great action it was very like it just felt very like heavy and you know, sort of sad um, well definitely sad at times so but I, I was hoping that what they were setting up with the first movie is, you know, like, the first movie was, hey, like, old Star Wars fans, like, we're going to do right by the saga. Don't worry. Like, we'll take care of you. We're going to do some new stuff, too. And so sort of what I was hoping they would do in the second movie is usher us into, okay, these are the characters we're dealing with. Don't worry about the old characters. Like, we're, we're done there. Like, that story's been told. Um, which it did. Uh, and then, you know, I'm every, like everything that Ryan Johnson could have turned on his, it's head. He did. Um, which I also kind of liked. I was hoping to just be totally taken by surprise. And I was kind of hoping the whole universe would just be sort of turned on its head and we would have no idea what's coming in, in episode nine. So, um, hmm. as far as like the, the few expectations I did allow myself to have, I feel like he lived up to it, but, um, you know, as far as the other stuff, like, I didn't, I didn't really have a problem with them not explaining who Snoke was. Uh, you know, in the original trilogy, nobody explained who the Emperor was. We didn't get that until the prequels. Um, and it, it to me, that wasn't as big, that wasn't that big of a deal. Um, I, I liked the fact that Snoke got killed off in the second movie, because now, one of the things I was hoping for, too, is that Kylo would seem much more dangerous um, and sort of just, like, could do anything. Uh, and Mm -hmm. so I, yeah, I like the fact that he killed Snoke because now he has essentially no master. Um, and he, like, he's this, he's this immensely powerful, spoiled child, basically. Um, and he could just do anything to anyone. Um, so I think it makes him more interesting and dangerous. Um, but I also like that Luke lost faith. Like to me, heroes are much more interesting when they're flawed. Um, it's why I like, you know, like comic book characters like the Punisher um, and such, Constantine and things like that. But um, and I, I think they explained it well with, like, why he would lose faith and why he would really just want nothing to do with any of it anymore. And I think it also helped to teach Ray, who is, like, innocent and new to the whole thing, how much weight goes along with, you know, picking up this mantle and taking the fight to the Empire and, you know, like, tapping into the Force and, and becoming you know, part of that sort of heritage.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. So overall, I, I really like the movie. Uh, so the more you watch it, how many times have you seen it? I've since? only seen it twice. I've only seen it once since I saw it in the theater. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, the second time I watched it with like knowing that I sort of felt all of that the second time I watched it, I just, I ended up liking it more. I don't, I don't think it's a perfect movie. The the whole Canto mm-hmm. bite sequence to me was, I hated it. Like to me, it was really, really yeah. pointless. It like it felt. It's the first time I've ever watched a Star Wars movie, even Rogue, Wo- Rogue One, and felt like, wow, this is a really long movie. And it yeah. felt really long to me because there were sections in it, like that Canto Bight sequence, that just didn't. There was no reason for it to be there. It seemed like, except to hit well, that let, like yeah. two get, hour mark. Let's get into some of that. Let's get into some <laughs> of that. I, the other, aside from
3: like our initial reactions and all that stuff, I kind of wanted to hit on some key moments in the movie. Um, We're not going to break it down scene by scene and all that stuff, but I kind of want this to be, I'm not going to go person by person and ask all your thoughts. Let's kind of just, whoever wants to speak up, speak up. We'll talk about it, hash it out and uh, stuff like that. But let's go in order, try to go as much in order of the movie as we did. So opening scene, you know, you've got, you've got Poe coming back. Let's, we see Poe, the resistance fighter who was a real awesome dude in the first movie, great new character to the saga. He shows up in his little modified tie fight, or uh, X-wing, and he's heading towards the uh, was it the dreadnought or was it uh... yeah he's heading towards the dreadnought. You've got Leia in the main cruiser of their of the Resistance, basically talking to him, and it sounds like they have got some plan. They're trying to buy time for the ships to get off of this planet, which is where we left them in the Force Awakens after Ray hugs Leia. She goes off to find Luke. That's the planet they're on. This is supposed to be literally. Maybe a day later, two days later. It's not supposed to be much long after that at all. I think maybe what it, it, we're thinking, however long it took Ray to get from that planet to Actu, is about how long it took. We're in, in real time. The the um, first order probably showed up there before she got to Actu. So not long at all. So they're coming, they're bringing the ships up, they get the last one up, they're firing down. So Poe is deciding to go against Leia's Leia's orders and do one last ditch effort or whatever. One cool thing. So what everybody think of that huge battle? The bombers dropping down and stuff like that. Rose's sister, uh, who we didn't know was Rose's sister at at that moment, but we later find out is Rose's sister. Um, And then basically getting back on the ship and Leia scolding Poe.
0: I like oh yeah, and Finn waking up. I liked, Finn waking up. Yeah, naked, bag leaking. <laughs> yeah, um, I liked Poe flying around. They showed more of his piloting skills. Um, the whole Hux, you know, I'm on hold for General Hux. Pale guy, pasty. You know, he has a message about your mother. Yeah.
1: It might
3: have went a little, little far. long, but that's but that's Poe. That fine. is his humor.
0: The, the, that know? was fine. I was like at that point, it was like, the way Hux was reacting. Like, yeah. can he can he hear me? Yeah. It, like they were really yeah. on a phone call it was a little, it was a little much, little much yeah. But all right, the best though was him flying at those cannons and taking those cannons out one by one. The sound, yeah, the, you know, just yep. the audio part of it, the explosions, the the weight,
3: <laughs> the weight and the physics they gave the X wing yes. when he pulled the U turn. Yeah, X-wing, when that
0: last one so blew cool. up and he pulled the stick back and like push this hand on the window we saw that same thing kind of happen with the i falcon. was just gonna and say that awakens. was that was
1: one of my favorite things about the force awakens was the way they treated yeah. the
0: falcon and the way mm-hmm. it flies That's right so cool so i i enjoyed that part of it him blowing all those up and bringing the bombs in that was cool some people had issues with bombs falling in space and how i mean whatever but you there's know, no they reason they couldn't out.
1: be pushed yeah
0: right they were pushed out right and they just continued on the trajectory and, the, and in
1: the and in the
3: uh in the uh Visual dictionary, they talk about how that clip, yeah, they actually call it a clip in those things, is magnetized and it propels the bombs right, in a direction into yeah, space. Right. So, obviously, you know, once you're in space, you, you know, if you threw a tennis ball at know it would just keep right. going.
1: So, that's exactly yeah. what happened I like
0: that there. Part. I thought that was fun good, good way to start the movie. I thought, yeah, I was a big
1: fan. The only thing, and this is like throughout the movie, kind of like you were saying, Chad, with Hux and Poe, like that relationship, like in that first sequence. It sort of sets Hux up, and he doesn't like he doesn't really get any scarier at any point throughout episode eight. He seems like an idiot, kind of right. And he was in episode seven. I thought he was terrifying to me. He was almost yeah. more terrifying than Kylo, because like Kylo to me, Kylo wasn't like super terrifying in episode seven. He was just like, oh, he's probably pretty dangerous, but we didn't really see like the full extent of his like mania. I don't think. Yeah, in the Force Awakens, they they were almost portrayed yeah. as equals, and That's Hux basically. was like. When he's given that like speech to the first order, yeah, um, on circular base, and he's like foaming at the mouth almost, and he's like like this maniacal rant, and then to see him in episode eight, and he he seems like totally smashed
0: onto the floor, yeah, just hit by a hologram projection. Yep.
1: And just like way, like he seems whipped in episode eight, and I was yeah. I was hoping for more scary Hux.
5: I, I think they kind of had to do that, knowing where they were going with the story and that in that episode that you know they had to show him being undermined, so that it's believable. Then when Kylo then takes charge, and because otherwise, because that yeah, Hux yeah, just yeah, that falls Hux right in at Episode that point. seven would you know he would have put up a fight. And Maybe he will try to do something in the next one. You know covertly, I could see that.
3: Well, you saw him grab his gun. He <laughs> yeah. he wanted to end Kylo if he had the yeah. chance, and you, know, you hear Snoke refer to him, I think, as a rabid yeah. cur. Like a dog. Is that what he calls mm-hmm. him? Yeah. You know, a rabid dog. The 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 good thing about having one of those, yeah. you know, and, you, and and just the way that he's been manipulating them all, that whole thing was the, was the way. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Hux make a power play later, but because we know that there's that root of he, oh, he's a bad man oh no, he yeah. His own the father. other thing yeah i was going to say the other thing we learned in visual dictionary he killed his own father <laughs> yeah, him and fast to, to get promoted you know so that was there's something about him that is uh that is still terrifying it, it, a lot of unknowns i think these, one thing these that added
2: to that was kylo is portrayed as as an unstable child and then you you mm-hmm. you find out who he's related to so it's almost like He's not chaotic bad just yet. He's, he's still in that chaotic neutral, yeah, leading that yeah. way, trying to get that way. And then you, you really don't see how how dangerous of a person or what he's willing to do until he kills his own father. And they show that part. You don't know that about Hux. But, I mean, like, Hux is immediately put in that position where he's just like, you know what? We're, we're trying to kill everybody we can. We're trying to take over the world. Kyle does it doesn't seem like he shares that sentiment until later on. Kyle's more like fo- force focused yeah. if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Um is more
3: like I don't want to take over anything. I want to start something yeah. new. I yeah. love that, you know. So, okay, so we got we got that that, that scene's incredible. Um, and, and anytime I miss something that you guys want to talk about, speak up. Um, but let's I'm jump, jump to the planet Octu, right? We've got Ray back in that scene where she pulls out the lightsaber, she hands it to Luke. Luke turns around, he looks at it, he takes it, you see his his mechanical hand. Um back in that mode where okay, he's got the lightsaber back in his hands. His we we immediately flashbacks start coming back, all right? I mean to to me as a viewer. Back in Obi-Wan Kenobi's hut, he's pulling out the lightsaber, he's hearing the story about his dad, great, you know, soldier in the Clone Wars. Looking at it, he's gone through all the way to Bespin City, fighting Darth Vader, who at that point he still doesn't even know is his father. Loses it. Now he's got it back. This lightsaber should mean a lot to him. And everybody's waiting to see what he's going to do, what he's going to say. The music's swelling, building. All of a sudden, dead silence, throws it over his shoulder. At that point, we don't know. Did that just go over the edge? Mm. Is
0: that gone? What what? What just happened? Audibly gasped in
5: the theater. Yeah, I did yeah. too. Yeah, a couple chuckles. I hated it. I hated it. All they had to do, all they had to do, <laughs> like, fine. If you want to go with that story that he doesn't want to be a part of this anymore, like, just hand it back to her and be like, you know, say something. I don't want this, or I don't, you know, you keep it, or something like that. But it was, just, it came off really cheesy to me too. Like that's not Luke. Like I, I, I hated that. Hated. it. I
1: almost. I almost felt like in that moment, like yes, he's lost his faith. He wants nothing to do with any of it. Like he's done because he he almost feels like he may be more dangerous than helpful. Um, and he's he like he's jaded at this point. But I almost felt like him tossing it was all also like to Ray, like you shouldn't. Nobody should have this. You shouldn't be getting into this either. Like leave everything and just walk away. Like that's that's what I got from that. Like he wasn't just. Refusing, he was also telling Ray, "Don't do this. Like you don't want to get into this."
3: It it definitely sets up the question of where, in the world or or in the galaxy or whatever, where is Luke mentally? Like, what is he thinking to where he would just be this flippant? He goes, "We're just getting into that. We haven't even heard him speak yet, right? This is Luke
0: Skywalker, Master Jedi. Luke Skywalker is back. He's gonna." He's gonna do some awesome things. And... The guy that the the guy that was so so
3: hopeful and so just bent in a good way on becoming a Jedi, like his father never before him, never turned to
0: the dark side.
3: Never turned to the dark side, and you know he's gonna die trying to redeem his father because he can feel the good in him and fight for this cause and all this stuff. Before then, we got this thirty year gap. Where we've heard just a little bit, okay, so, you know, Luke trained these Jedis and my son, and, and, and you know, was he turned, and now he just forgot it yeah. all. That's basically all we have. And so hey, now we realize, oh, wow, this is pretty much true. He just threw it over his shoulder. When was uh,
2: Luke granted the rank of master?
0: He probably gave it to himself. I mean, when no, there was no sure. one else around, that's, that's what I'm going to say, it. no. Yeah.
1: But this is, again, this is you almost know, like, <laughs> this is almost Luke and Dagobah meeting Yoda. Who was, like, this crazy mm-hmm. miser who at first was like, get out. I'm not training you. You're too old. Like, was trying to find every excuse in the book. And it finally took Obi-Wan to convince Yoda, you need to do this. Um, so, again, like, it just, to me, it fit. And I I liked that, like, Luke's probably been on his own for a very long time and probably started to also go crazy a little bit, as we see later yeah. when he's drinking green milk. Green milk. <laughs>
3: all of a sudden, would, no. it, what, would, it
1: have been better, would it have been better and more fitting
3: if in the middle of this movie, all of a sudden, Luke started going...
4: hundred percent.
2: Stop. You know, something that this, this this brings to mind is the comedic relief in 8 isn't as good as 7.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's
2: true. And I mean, I don't know if they did that on purpose. Like Josh said, it was a lot, It was a much darker film. More it's somber film. supposed tone, be Where yeah. they where they fall behind and they lose the advantage or whatever, but um, that that is something. I, some like, of the, the whole.
3: Some of the humor was a little bit oddly placed too. Like it was funny when they showed the what we thought was a ship yeah. landing, and then it was the iron, the iron. It felt like I was watching. Space I was kind of like. I was, yeah, I was kind of like, really, it's a little cheesy, just a little bit. Jam the radar. (laughs) (laughs) So he throws the lightsaber over. And at this point, he's just walking away. Ray's trying to talk to him. He won't say anything, really. He goes into his hut, uh, shuts the door. She's out there trying to, you know, talk him into it. Chewie kicks down the door. All of a sudden, Luke realizes Chewie's here. I haven't seen Chewing forever and then realizes, wait a second, where's Han? And that's all we get other than Luke sitting in the Millennium Falcon grabbing the the stuff, which a lot of people had an issue with. And there's there's good sides and bad sides to this argument. We didn't see Luke pining not pining, but Morning. mourning over Han as yeah. much as we thought we might, especially since being cut off from the force. He wasn't supposed to know that he had died. So he didn't have any moment up until seeing Chewie walk in without Han. So what did everybody think about that? Did... I mean, was that... Did did they do it well? Could they... Because there were some scenes shot, I think, of... Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's actually in the, in the deleted scene where I think he's sitting in his hut mm-hmm. still. Um, I can't remember exactly what happened. But yeah, he's in there. I think he... I, oh, he... He actually um, it shows him sitting at the table, basically m- not meditating in the Force, but thinking about it. And then it goes to Leia, who's doing the same thing on the ship. Um, I don't that wasn't a Force connection thing because he wasn't he was cut off still at that point. In the but, they
0: did a, a comic version of the Last Jedi written from Luke's perspective on Act Two, and it shows mm-hmm. Chewie knocking down the door and he's like, "Where's Han?" And Ray tells him he's killed by Kylo Ren, and he has the inner monologue, says, I would have known, I would have felt it if I hadn't. And he kind of, like, dot, dot, dot. had cut himself and off. And then Chewbacca growls at him, goes up and hugs him. Like, he hugs Luke from, like, over, over his shoulders and grabs him. And Luke says, it's all right, Chewie. And that's, that's all they get for that. Well, but. you know, like,
5: when you watch the movie, that you know he says wait where's Han and then it's like a cut scene and it goes to another part of the movie and then you come back and you know Lou's kind of like sitting down on the ground and she's like yeah there's, there's no good left in Kylo Ren so you kind of miss the whole part where yeah mm-hmm. where she tells him so I think and you just kind of reason in your mind like he kind of had that moment yeah, then. even that
3: little bit even that little bit of insight that Chegg is with the comic which you can't I mean, it's really hard to do in live-action movie like that, like monologue. the thought, oh, here's yeah. his thoughts and monologue. But just knowing that, it plays into Luke's character where he's still torn back and forth. He's still, man, he, he's, when we meet him, he's in his Jedi garb, right? Basically doing the last right from the visual dictionary. We see that he's like basically, he's putting it, an end to the Jedi Order in like a orderly way. Like, yeah. almost a methodical way, like it's tradition to do it this way or something. But then, according to this novelization or comic version, which is canon, he's thinking, man, if I hadn't have cut myself off, I would have known. Uh, maybe I could have, you know. Which is interesting to know that he would think that. But, it's, that's, you know, again, we can go back to our argument. We, you shouldn't have to read the comics or read a book to, to feel that in the movie. Mm-hmm. So, while this is happening... Uh, Finn is getting ready to leave the Rebellion to go, or the Resistance, to go find Ray. That's the first thing he did when he woke up. Where's Rey? Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, the last thing he remembered was fighting Kylo Ren and blacking out. Yeah. So he gets up. He's getting ready to, to essentially, to, to the new character, Rose, he seems like he's bailing on them, which I kind of... I was almost rooting for Finn in that moment. Like, no, he's not bailing. Like, why did you shock you? He's not abandoning ship. He's going to look for his friend. He's going to look for Ray. I mean, don't you know so much about him? You, you're, you're basically the you Finn. know fawning over him, and but you don't mention anything about Ray. I mean, obviously she would have to know by Ray what he was doing. So she shocks him in that dialogue. They have they come up with the idea of wait a second, you know, our minds kind of think alike because we're both in janitorial services whatever. <laughs> um, this is what we need to do to crack this problem with the uh, hyperdrive tracking and all of that stuff. So they come up with this whole plan. They talk to Poe. Poe, who has been, at this point already, he's met uh, Holdo, right? Yeah. Yeah. This has already happened. Okay, Leia is not... Is Leia already unconscious? Do we already have that fight? Did I already go over that? That has not happened yet. Okay. That's right, because Leia is sitting, Leia is sitting, and they're just about to drop out of hyperspace, and they shoot Poe and Rose out while they're in hyperspace in the middle of that thing. Don't they just shoot them out of the... I can't remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. So we're getting ready to go to the candle bite plot. That's basically all I'm saying. So Ray and Luke are doing their stuff. Finn and Poe. Take off to go find the code breaker in Canto Byte, which has been talked about uh, online and everything about how uh, this is basically a political statement. Blah 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 blah. Which I, I mean, it it is and it isn't. I don't think it was written in there to be a political statement against what's going on in the the real world today. I think that is just basically written in there to show how the resistance is really this tyrannical thing. This is like what the basically a a spilling over of the empire, what the empire was, is uh, designed to just basically oppress and um, monopolize and, you know, put money in people's pockets and all that kind of stuff. Here's this idea. Now, does this, in in my opinion, this whole entire thing was like, we we could have come up with a, can we not have come up with a better, plot point to get to this point but i do want to say the hope that we talk about at the end of this movie with the little kid with the broomstick <clears throat> doesn't happen without this plot point this this story because this is the little scene the, what fo, what fo, what finn and uh and rose do and the little ring the resistance ring and everything and finding you know let letting all those weird camel creatures whatever out camel horse creatures that's what makes these kids think, oh, yeah, you know. And then, of course, hearing the story of, of Luke at the end. They do hear that story because you see I, them play I, For the me,
5: I just think I it, see- like, that scene, like I get all that. Like I get, you know, you needed to set up the little boy because, you know, they want to show him again at the end and show that the force, you know, can be used and, and build that hope again, you know, all that stuff. But um, for me, it was just like a lot of the stuff inside the casino. Like I, I hated a lot of the characters that I saw on there, like yep. that little – Hairy guy, that the drunk hairy guy, and um, <laughs> and then that like opera fat lady thing singing at the end when they were running through, and I, yeah. I just I didn't like any of that stuff, and I didn't like it the felt way very it looked. Pre-couly. yeah, and and then uh, and then like the BB Eight, you know, shooting his coins at the at the guards or whatever, and it was just like there's a lot of cheesy moments in there that I just did not I did not like at all. The uh, the coin thing I particularly disliked.
3: I did not like that. And I called it too, in my mind, I, I didn't say it out loud. Cause I was by myself the, or I was, I was, alone in the theater with a bunch of other people. I didn't go with anybody the first time, but I do remember thinking, seeing all the coins being fed. First of all, I'm thinking, how is there just a <laughs> slot that coins flit? Fit it's like a BVA hollow, hollow ball. Yeah, like this space in there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this is kind of crazy. And then you can hear yeah. them yeah. in him. So I knew at that point, these coins are going to come shooting out. They're they're going, you know. And then the fact that he has the ability. Now you know, uh, granted, R two D two is like the Swiss Army knife of (laughs) robots. So you know, we have to like lend that you know that ability to BB eight as well. But shooting coins (laughs) at a guy and knocking him out almost. He
2: shoots out. Huh. Did did you see how many he shoots out? Like how long did he sit
5: there with yes. this he guy just put those <laughs> coins? In? He just and like stood how there would that, with like, the whole time. they didn't seem like they were like flying like super quick. Like I don't see how that would like disable somebody either. Like yeah. I didn't yeah. you know. it disabled
3: him enough for for uh, what's his uh, what's his name? He's what's DJ. his initials? DJ. DJ to knock him out with his boots. Uh,
0: just... Yeah, man.
3: Now, yeah, the whole cannabite thing for me seemed very it was yeah. way long, way too long. Um, it, like Josh said, it it, it almost sounds cliché to say this, but it was very prequelish. Like as far as a as far as a criticism of the prequels being way too much CGI, in in this day and age, 2017-2018, CGI has been done very very well. In this same movie, Snoke is yeah. done extremely yep. well. But you have when you put so much, much of it Together, it stands out as oh man, that's you know, and we're watching Star Wars, so we know ninety percent of what we see is not real. The only the only good thing you know, about for that, the lightsabers, which obviously is the only good is thing real. about that
5: scene was um, was DJ like being introduced to DJ. I really, I know a lot of people didn't like him. I really liked that character. Uh,
3: I really hope he I plays would like a bigger to see him role. again.
5: And I liked I liked how yeah. he showed Finn like hey, both sides are. Yeah. Are uh, you know, having an advantage from this war. You know, they're building ships for you know, got, people are building ships for the resistance and the uh first order and profiting off a of war. And
3: I really like I really like how he how Finn says, You're wrong and he goes,
5: Yeah.
4: Maybe. Yeah.
3: You know, but like he's yeah, not he, says, uh, he is not bad, he yeah, is you, not you good. You blow them up today he on purpose yeah, stays they, they, neutral. They
5: they kill you today, you blow them up tomorrow or whatever he says at the yep. end there. Like yeah. it was great. I love that character.
3: What's this thing? Do not join. That's just his monica yeah, for not join again.
1: Basically
5: don't join any don't join. side something live free live yeah, live something free something like that. Is this thing. Yeah. Don't join. Yeah. That's
1: it. That whole sequence, like that I love that piece of it where they're showing to me that's the smart way to to talk poli- like Star Wars politics in a Star Wars movie. Not like like the prequels went so heavy on politics at times. Um to where it was just like it was Well that, it was that's like,
3: a that's a whole nother argument, but the, the whole idea of the prequel, the whole story of getting to where we were in episode four was... It, it was politics, yeah, politics but, like, you know, you
1: don't expect it to be, like... It just... It just it was, like, it was really... It was almost boring at times in yeah. the prequels. Yeah. And to me, this is, like, this is the perfect way to, to bring politics into discussion in a Star Wars movie to say, you know, not, not everything's always black and white. Not everything's always good and bad. Like, there's there's good and bad all like across the board, all over the place. So I thought that was smart. And I really like that They're bringing that dimension into it. But I mean, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm not a screenwriter, but what? So I don't have, I don't have a, (laughs) I don't have a better, (laughs) I don't have a better side plot for them to introduce all this stuff, but I do. I, it, there had to be a better way. Well, think about it like this.
3: It's a Disney movie. And as much as, P, as much as critics of the prequel, I hate to say it, that these movies were always intended to be towards kids. When they first came out, we loved them. We were Part of the reason why so many people say, you know, George Lucas raped our childhood is because now they're 20, 30-year-old men. <laughs> and it's just a little – I mean, as much as we want it to be exactly what we want now, that's a big difference yeah. in what we liked then and what we – that's the – I mean – there's a point why most kids, most young people love the prequels. Most kids that grew up with the prequels love the prequels, and they don't yeah. have an issue with them. And most kids that you're going to talk to today that watch The Last Jedi absolutely love it, absolutely love it. No, they because they don't have expectations that of what they want to see and and yeah. all that stuff. So going into Canto Bite. It would have been much cooler to us if, like, say, they went there, you see all this greed, all this lascivious living, if if I said that word right, um, and you realize, oh, these are warmongers. These are, you know, Tony Starks, if they hadn't have seen the error of their ways and turned into Iron Man and became, like, the coolest superhero of all time. Well done. So, if we would have seen Finn and Poe, or Finn and Rose, uh, like... Develop a plan where they actually, in a more violent way, destroyed this might have made more sense. Um, but you're not gonna, you can't. As, as Ryan Johnson, you have to find a way for them, like, like for them to destroy the city by riding through yeah. these, these, by jumping around in these mm-hmm. animals. Yeah. I mean, it's a way where it, you, you, ha- you destroy it without seeing them murder yeah. people, yeah. basically. And it would to me, it would have um, seemed
1: better too if there was ramifications beyond just that one scene because they didn't really do much with that information once they moved past that and mm-hmm. to, to maybe have one of them like come back or both of them come back and confront Leia or Holdo with that information and say, do you, are you aware that this is what's going on? Why would you allow this? Like to bring that back into like the, the larger scheme of things and really like tackle some of that stuff. Maybe they'll do that in episode nine, but
0: well, Josh, they, I don't know if you remember, but she took the saddle off of that one. Oh, oh, my gosh. that's what made it worth it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Sorry. Now it's worth it. I forgot
3: about that. Those those guys in those flying ships. They'll never
1: catch
0: them again. Never saw
3: those
1: again. (laughs) Ever. Because
0: the saddle fell off. Yeah, that's right.
1: Because they were born in captivity. They didn't go out and catch them in the first place.
0: Forever. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Completely forgot. How, where did we find these, and how did yeah. we catch them? All of that's destroyed. An entire, no way will ever an be entire a,
1: economy yeah. based on the oppression of wild <laughs> animals
5: is destroyed because they can't figure out how to catch them again. And now those poor what
3: you didn't see what you didn't see was after they took off that planet uh, exploded. Yeah.
5: I say now those those poor slave children have no jobs now.
2: So, <laughs> Well
5: done. I know.
4: I, so can't I can't wait! I can't wait to hear Josh's
2: can... reaction when they have the prequels to seven, eight, and nine of these animals, and the, you know <laughs> how they were brought into Cantabite. And... Wait,
3: wait, does anybody seriously know without looking what those animals were called? Fathiers. I can't remember. Fathier's Fathier's So let's have the great fathier races yeah. of Episode One of the prequels <laughs> to the new trilogy. Uh-huh. Okay, so we get done with the Cantabite scene. They're they're on the way back. They didn't get the code breaker they were looking for. Um, they got DJ, who at this point seems like a really cool dude, right? Um, he stole the ship. He's helped them. Obviously, we know he's helping himself, which is the exact same way that Han Solo did when he came into the franchise in Episode Four. He's going to help himself. Get some put a little coin in his pocket, drop these guys off, get sucked into the Star Destroyer or the Death Star. yeah, yada, yada. Well. In the meantime, DJ is uh, filtering off some type of communications to the New Order or the First Order and kind of telling them their whole plan. Since Finn and Rose are just openly talking to this new guy they just met in jail, (laughs) they're just talking about their their plan in front of him. So that's happening. Jump back to uh, Ray and Luke. She's talked him in finally to a little bit of training. Um, He takes her up to the, uh, basically the first Jedi temple is what we learn in the visual dictionary. Um, It shows the mosaic of what they call the prime Jedi, who is the first Jedi, perfect balance of, of dark and light, which is something we never really dealt with in the original trilogy or the prequels the balance they they mention the balance all the time but they don't ever mention the idea and the very simple idea that the balance is of good and evil it's not all evil it's not all good it's a balance so they start talking about that more in this movie and that's one of the training uh, things when she's sitting on the rock after he has her put her hand out and he
0: mm-hmm.
3: you know plays with the little reed. which I thought that was that good, was good
4: humor. Humor. Yeah, I, I thought
3: I that was cool um, so he tells her about the balance. What do you feel? What do you see? You know, And she, life, death, you know, the blah, 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 balance. She sees the uh, dark uh, side place of this island, much like the Dagobah cave on Dagobah. And she feels it. It's calling to her. Luke says, resist it. She just goes right to it. She She just lets it consume her. She wakes up and... Luke is standing there basically in shock and says out loud, you, you know, you just went straight to the dark. Like you didn't, you didn't even try to resist it. She said, oh, it it was showing me something. And and as Isaac pointed out yesterday, he said, yeah, it offered you something you needed and you just went straight to it. You didn't even resist. And so he's, he's visibly upset. And this is the line that we got in the trailer that they didn't say was they left out the bend part, but he says, I've only seen this raw strength. Once before in Ben Solo. It didn't scare me enough then, but it does now. And so he's, this is already after he's agreed to start training her. Mm-hmm. So he goes back, they they talk a little bit more. You jump back to um, the big fight scene where Leia gets sucked out into space. Um, am I missing anything before we, we get to this part? Because this is another point of contention with a lot of fans. Anything you guys want to talk about before we talk about Leia? Okay, so uh, the, the they finally get pulled out, or they drop out of hyperspace. The resistance, or the uh, I keep switching these guys. The, the First Order has followed them; they're right back on their heels. Start, you know, barrage fire on them, on top of them. And this is where we learned that the two big vehicles on either side are just like evenly matched at speed, at not warp speed, and they can only just move. At a, <laughs> the same distance in front of each other. And the shields on the Resistance ship are enough to keep them from getting blown out of the sky. And then you've got the whole Holdo thing is happening with while she, uh, or that, that happens, exa- uh, we'll get to that in a second. That happens after Leia. So they, they attack them, right? They start fighting. And this might happen before they, whatever, my timelines are mixed up. So you've got uh, Kylo, who's out in his ship again, his his cool uh
0: What's it called? The um, what's this tie fighter called? I don't remember the exact terminology they use. It's a specifically it's, it's designed. Got, it's got for a him. cool name.
3: It's really cool. So he's back in the position again. Where do I kill my mother, my father, my parent? Do I kill somebody that I love? Because you've you've got the scene. From what we see, we're led to believe that he's there's the connections there. Mm-hmm. She knows he's there. He knows she's there. He's got his thumbs on the trigger. We saw him in the trailer, we didn't know if he's going to do it. He pulls his thumbs back. He clearly decides not to do it. He hesitates, and then one of his wingmen shoot and just completely blow up the bridge. All everybody that's in it gets sucked out into space. You see Kyle's face kind of like the air gets pulled out of him, almost like he's, you know, he, he lucked out. He didn't have to make the decision himself. you know, She's gone. Or you know, at least he thinks so, and it shows Leia out in space. Her skin starts to crystallize as she's starting to freeze. Countless people on the internet have have listed all kinds of technical data on what happens once you're out in space. So there's all and there's different ideas of what would happen. You know, the, the, her her skin would start to bloat up. You know, because the oxygen instantly is whatever. What happens here is that. She looks dead. All of a sudden, her hand starts to move. Her eyes open. It's really weird-looking stuff. Really, it's strange-looking. And her hand starts to do the force thing. And her body just moves through, starts moving, and then gradually goes faster, almost like the scene from Batman v. Superman where you know, <laughs> Superman's <laughs> out in space. And he's <laughs> out there flying around, suspended, and just g- goes back to the ship. And then they see her coming back. Her hand hits the glass and the door opens and they pull her in. Now, forget the fact that she was out there for whatever. I mean, there are some people that say scientifically she could have survived. So whatever. Let's let's just pretend that doesn't exist. Let's pretend that the fact that any type of magnetic field that would have stopped all of them from being sucked out of the ship once that door opened, being destroyed in that blast, is gone. Let's pretend that that's not there. What did you think of the actual act of her using the force and in the way she used the force? What do you guys think? What was your take? Isaac, I see a thumbs down.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Brian is still not I don't think he's breathing yet. I, I,
5: <laughs> I think it was I think it was My only thing was just it just looked goofy, like the way they had her positioned and the way she was floating through the air. It just visually it looked odd. I don't mind that it happened. A familiar term, a familiar description
3: has been Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins or a witch
5: or something like that. Now, I did hear Ryan Johnson say in an interview about that scene that, you know, you have to keep in mind that there's less resistance in space. So she, it was should have been very easy for her to just do that, um, you know pull herself over to the ship. But um, and the reason why I'm okay with it though is because to me, obviously we know she's a force user. she's a Skywalker and I think I think in that instance like her her force instinct basically like kicked in and allowed her to do that. And yeah. and I, I allow that in my mind too the force is what kept her, alive in that situation as well. But I just think it was shot goofy, like the way <laughs> it was just a bad angle or something. It, it just looked goofy. So now we've
3: heard we heard before this movie even released upon the death of Carrie Fisher, they said no scenes had yeah. been reshot. They didn't as far as I know, they didn't edit anything. After having seen this, do we think they should have or do you think everything should have been left as
0: is I thought she was dead um, like initially watching it I'm like wow they killed her right away like I, that that was my initial thought and I was like I was okay with that thinking that initially that this is how they're going to do her this is how they're going to kill her off obviously she's dead in real life so wow I was shocked and but I was like wow good job that was good <laughs> I was okay with that
3: I thought the same thing like wow this is how they're going to do yeah. it
0: and then similarly, and it, and it caught me off guard. Yeah, totally. To Brian, how they pulled—she pulled it in—it was, it was a goofy way. I think it would have been, if you want to show her strength in the force, which I think would have been a good time to do it. Um, she should have pulled the ship towards her or something, or she should have done a you know Star Killer from The Force Unleashed, where he pulls an entire. I mean, well, I know she's. I mean, but you know she's. I done think some that's training a little too Luke. much, though.
3: What's that? Right, right. But I mean, obviously, yeah. You have thought. You have to assume. That that Leia made a conscious decision to focus more on her military stuff, right. but you also have to assume she got some training. from Absolutely,
4: Luke.
0: absolutely got some training, but to where she could pull, or maybe a ship. Maybe that they came together and met to where I she was, just like put her hand out. Well, and I, floated. I think her, I think her
3: doing that. I think her doing that was. I think she was pulling.
4: She was just in.
3: because she was so yeah. small, so much smaller. It made, makes far more sense it for her would, to pull herself to the visually ship.
4: Visually,
0: it would have been more impactful if it didn't look like she was just like pointing and floating in that direction. But if there was some strain either on the ship or herself, where it was work, regardless of how easy it is to go through, it would have showed more power than just Jan doing himself, <laughs> you know, herself from one point to another. Just <laughs> it works much better. It's a great some term to it.
1: Yeah, I so I I took it the same way. So first of all, I didn't have a problem with her staying alive in the vacuum of space. Like scientifically, that is entirely possible. Yeah. Um, and I I also took it like when she did that, that she was. It, it made sense to me that if you know people can pull things to themselves with the force, you know, like she, the same principle would apply here. Maybe they could. Whether have she's shown pulling the ship or pulling the- herself to the ship, but.
3: Yeah, maybe they should. They could have shown some of the ship that was broken apart, like bend a yeah. little bit as she reached to it, as she mm-hmm. grabbed yeah. it, which could have signified, "Oh, she's you but know, it,
1: she's using." In any force. case, it did look. It it looked not good.
3: <laughs> well, what about the fact that what about the fact that she's dead in real life, so you know at some point you have to write her out of the story. I, I liked now. Now you just faked. You just faked death to her to where you th- everyone thought she was dead. Now she's alive, but everyone knows she has to be dead again real soon.
1: See, to So I was still wondering, is she still going to die in this? Movie? I liked that. They didn't kill her in the movie. Um, it's it, just mm. to her, her as a person and not, not just her right. character to her as a person. I felt like it's, it was more respectful of her and her character. To not kill her in the movie, and then they could just say, like, at some point between 8 and 9... Off screen. You know, she passed away. Yeah, I totally agree leadership. with that. Yeah, but so so I like
3: that. The only thing I think is weird is that maybe they should have
1: not had her almost make yeah. us think she died in the to, movie. That, to me, was, like, more exploration of, like, what the Force does, how sure. people use the Force, like... Because this movie, we saw a bunch of things yeah. that the force can do. Weird. So things, Ryan yeah.
5: Johnson said yeah. he didn't want to take, um, change what happens to her in the movie because of her performance, and he, you know, wanted to, yeah, respect, respect. that. And then also the thing too, yeah. like if so, if, if they said, okay, you know what, this is a perfect moment to so let's just end it here with her because we had this in the story anyway. Let's just use that. You would have never got Luke and Leia together. At yeah, the end true. of the movie. And that, that would have made people angry, I can tell you that. Because you already didn't get Luke with Han. Now you're going to have Luke miss out, you know, with Leia.
3: I still thought we were going to get a Han-Luke flashback. You know, yeah. something like when oh, when when, when uh, Maz is like, so tell me about the girl. I thought, okay, yeah, we're going to see a flashback with Han. He's going to tell her, and this is what happened. I'm still mad we didn't get to see the three of them together one more time. That would have been so awesome, you know?
4: But
2: we did. I think what bothered me the most was, it, you know, they, they make you think that she's that. It, it's very similar to what happened with Iron Man and Infinity War. It's like oh. everybody's like, what? Good thing I just yeah. saw that movie. So, kind you know. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry. Um, yeah,
1: that one just came out.
5: <laughs> whatever. I literally just saw it the whatever. other day. I'm a,
2: I'm a guest. <laughs> I can say whatever. Isaac, I want. you mean yeah, when right. Iron uh, Man
1: does or does not die? Uh. Correct. Correct. Um, like so
2: it's like, you know, why would you why would you We have to put we have to put Infinity War spoilers
4: <laughs> on this. <laughs> on this,
2: <laughs> this is going to be the longest title ever. E3 predictions/Star slash Wars Last Jedi <laughs> review. Um but it's like why would you why would you elicit that response from from your audience? Not one it's a mainline character that is portrayed. That is, you're made to thought, made to think that she's dead. Okay, because we knew we knew it was going to happen. We were expecting it, and then it's just like you know, she had just passed away. Not Surprise! Too long ago. And then you you're know, like, well, actually, you know what? Hold on, <laughs> we're bringing her back with this hokey uh, force pull to the ship move. It's like why why jerk your audience around signing, like that? It's like the same Han Solo right there. It's it's like the same reason I stopped <laughs> watching religions. The Walking Dead. Because you know what? it's like now we're gonna this. this? <laughs> no, I mean I haven't I haven't seen I haven't seen The Walking Dead since like season six because what they do at the end of like every episode and every season, it's like something happens or like something's about to happen and then they cut something it off. Happens. Yeah. And it's just like, you yeah. know, why why do they that? Cut what, off what, his what, head. what was the point of that? I don't understand it. Yeah to show to show that she's a four seaser? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I mean they wanted to show mm-hmm. she was a force user. Yeah. So then why I think not? So then
2: why not show her like? I think holding like move the door a pencil closed, across the door table. Or or see, have got to remember too, though
5: they they had plans for her for episode nine. Yeah. Episode nine was going to be her movie. So, you know, and does that make you mad, Brian? That this was Luke's movie? I, I, okay, so I'm okay with what happened to Luke at the end of the movie, as far as him dying. Like, I'm I'm okay with that. I just didn't like how they treated him through the whole movie. So. Am I mad that it's his movie and they 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 didn't represent the character the way I wanted? You didn't get what you wanted yeah, out of his I movie. I still, still a little bitter. but um, You know, one thing I saw, and this kind of helps me a little bit, and this may be bad storytelling if I have to, like, understand the story better through an interview. But an interview with Ryan, it, it pressed more about Luke and how, you know, the reason why he was the way he was is because, you know, about the Jedi needs to end and so on and so forth. He was blaming a lot of what happened with Kylo going to the dark side and and so on and so forth. He was blaming that on the religion, the Jedi religion, and yeah. the fact of him being a quote unquote legend. And he thought nobody should be a legend like that anymore. And you know this religion, you know, isn't isn't working. And but what he what he didn't understand was the reason why these things happen is not because of the Jedi religion or that, because he was a quote unquote legend. It was because of the mistakes that he made and he wasn't owning up to his mistakes. And once he kind of realizes like, this is on me and this is something I have to deal with. And by him removing himself from the scene, it created a vacuum to where there is no more hope anymore. There's no more Jedi religion. There is no more Jedis walking around In essence, they're saying you still need you do still need the Jedi. That's why at the end of the movie he says the Jedi aren't dead. You still need the Jedi, you still need those legends because it it brings hope to the galaxy. And so, like, when I heard it put that way from Ryan Johnson, like, I can kind of accept some of that a little better. Um, Mm -hmm. but I I didn't catch that when I was watching the movie completely. When Yoda shows up
2: on Octu and tells Luke, you know, like, it doesn't matter if this tree is destroyed or not. I mean, I, I feel like it, it kind of touches that same idea.
0: Yeah. Failures <laughs> are so your we'll, best teacher.
3: Yeah. So we we'll, we can get to that too in a second. Um, so aside from the Leia thing, okay, we're not really fans of that, but jumping back to Octu while this is all going on, cause we're, we're jumping all over the place. Um, Luke, at at some point, Luke tells Ray his version of what happened between him and Ben Solo back during his Jedi Temple days. And what we got was Luke basically explaining that he, in a moment, saw the power, saw the the darkness, the potential disaster or uh, potential uh, travesty in Ben's life, and... For a split moment, thought about striking down his own nephew with his lightsaber while he slept. A lot of people have, a, have some issue with this. And, and I have to admit, the, the Luke Skywalker I knew, and I know we're, we're making the case that oh he's different now, he's changed. Uh, in the original trilogy, he went, the whole movie, the whole third movie... To redeem his father. Once he found out Darth Vader was his father, spoilers, Grand strikes back 38 years ago. <laughs> um, when he found that out, his entire goal was to redeem his father. I feel the good in you, I feel the conflict in you, let go of your hate. I, and I, and I know there's still good in you. You're not going to kill me, you're not going to strike me down. And he stands face to face with the Emperor, defies him to his face, fights Vader until the point where he could give him the final blow. And then decides no. Well, like, what am I doing? No, this wasn't my. This isn't what I am. This isn't where I want to go. And no, throws his lightsaber away, and almost gets killed if it wasn't for basically Anakin Skywalker coming back, getting the upper hand over Vader, and tossing the emperor, tossing the emperor over. So now you've got Luke, who in a sense should be far wiser, um, and. It's okay if he's still conflicted a little bit, but now he's seeing young Kylo, who's or young Ben, who's not done anything yet. I mean, Anakin murdered children. Anakin murdered countless Jedi, countless people, responsible for even more. But he could be turned. But here, Luke is. and Now, it, it, I guess the arguments could be that, well, if I stop him now, then none of that stuff that happened, my you know, stuff like my my father did. We'll even have a chance of happening. I can just put it into it now. But then he does realize, no, I don't, at least from Luke's view, because we have the two views. You know, Kylo says, no, that's not how it happened. This is how it happened. And, of course, we're, we're leaning more towards believing Luke. But, you know, do we really know what happened? Because this is a flashback from two different perspectives. What do you guys think of Luke almost killing Ben in his sleep? The only scene we see with him actually holding a lightsaber, his green lightsaber, from we're assuming from Return of the Jedi, even though he threw it down, a, almost, I, it sounded like he threw it down the shaft in the in the uh, Death Star huh. second Death Star, so I don't know if that's a new green lightsaber, I'm curious to know that, that's just a little trivia that would be cool what do you guys think? did you like it? did you not like it? Did you think that that's a good reason for him to completely abandon everything?
2: I think it was I thought it was pretty good. I think it lends to his his inexperience as a Jedi self-granted Jedi master mm-hmm. title. So <laughs> when he later laments, you know, how he was this legend and he was, you know, Luke Skywalker, you know, it then shows that he was in over his head trying to do something trying to bring back or reestablish the Jedi. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 it like you. I said it How it shows dare you. I know where the, head. the <laughs> who are you who are you to say that? <laughs> it shows the the human side of him because you know in an empire he's you know yeah he technically loses the fight to Darth Vader and the Emperor um but he he comes out victorious because the mission was accomplished. You know
3: um, yeah, I was like, I always like saying that was that was to Luke a suicide mission. Yeah, right. It was turn my father yeah. or die. That's what's happening here because he knew either way. He believed one hundred percent in Han and Leia in the rebellion that they were going to accomplish what they were doing. He never faltered in his hope in his friends. One of the things that that Emperor Palpatine said is your you know your overconfidence. I'm you going to be honest, it. Dave. Yeah, I I so, didn't even. I didn't even, like,
5: think about the fact of him, you know, him killing his own blood, so on and so forth, with, with Kylo, like, until you mentioned, mentioned, like, it didn't even cross my mind, and it is, like, the more I think about it, since you've said it, it is, it is like a departure from his character, you know, because you would think the Luke from the original trilogy would then say, no, I see this happening, and I, I, I'm going to try to... Turn him. I mean, yeah, fight harder yeah. to get him. I never yeah. even thought about that though. Huh. It's I, but so
2: what? What I thought about that was, you know, with his father, it's like, what did it come to? He didn't. He yeah, he rescued him from the dark side, but then he died. So it's like, do you think he was going to try to avoid all that heartache down the road and just end it there? Like thinking, okay, I'm in leadership now. Is this is this what I should do right now? Mm-hmm. As a Jedi, yeah, because like it's like so, if I if I can't stop it and he goes to the dark side, am I going to want to have to fight him down the road? How much harder is that battle going to be? Yeah.
3: see. One of the things that he was telling Rey in one of the deleted scenes is that the Jedi tell you not to intervene unless you can keep peace. Like if you like, there was a scene where she he kind of fibs to her. And tells she sees these ships coming in the the little the little maidens or whatever alien maidens on octu are having a a party and they see she sees some ships with like you know torches on their ships they're coming in and she's kind of a little bit uh worried and Luke says that that's a neighboring tribe from another island every year or whatever or once every three months or something they come here and they pillage the fort and they or they pillage the town and they do whatever and she's like well. <laughs> Two force users. Let's go stop them. Let's go. And he goes. Well, wait a second. If you do this, then they're just going to come back with stronger numbers. They're just going to you are just going to make them want to revisit this and come back in a stronger force. And it's going to cause more. And are you going to be here then? Are you going to be here two months from now to stop it? I mean, the, and he tells her the Jedi would have taught you to not intervene unless you could keep peace. So is this something he thinks? Killing Ben as hard as it would be for him to kill his own blood in the Jedi way would that be keeping peace, stopping him from becoming evil, um, a path that he was that Luke saw him going down. It's it's kind of a new way to look at Luke that we weren't we never ever thought we'd have to after Return of the Jedi.
1: I took it as kind of like kind of what Isaac was saying, where like he, you know, like he never. At least in in the original trilogy, he never officially finished his training. He just shows up in Return of the Jedi and says, "I am a Jedi," but you yeah. you know it's not because he went back and trained with Yoda because Yoda died. So you're like, well, okay. And Yoda told him in in Dagobah, "No, you're not yeah. a Jedi yet." So you're like, okay, when did you no. you know um, when did that happen? So I I took it as like he he is sort of which is which I'm sorry, Joss, which is which is a strange thing because.
3: He tells Luke, Oh, so I am a Jedi and Yoda goes, yeah. No, yeah. No. You know. But he also tells Luke only a trained Jedi with the force as his ally can defeat Vader and his emperor. So which is it? Do you have to defeat well, them to become
1: a Jedi? But, Do you have to become a Jedi to You could defeat look at them? it as Vader, who was a trained Jedi, actually defeated the Emperor. Mm. So right. that like that's how I always looked at that that's, too.
3: That's the thing that yeah. That's what I always say. Luke didn't like like Isaac said. Technically, no. Luke did not win. Yeah. Luke uh, failed, but he he succeeded as far in, as what the Jedi. His
5: dad back. Yeah, to the, he to
3: in, the in, in so, what I he mean, was most concerned Luke, with. Luke 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 completed right. his goal. Not what the Jedi, Not what Yoda was saying was going to happen. Yoda didn't think he could turn. Ben didn't think he could turn. Yeah, yeah.
5: but he but he did. They though. thought
1: you have to beat yeah. them. You have to, beat but them. so I, in the Last Jedi, that moment with him almost killing Kylo, I took it as like he's he's sort of in over his head. He's not like he wasn't necessarily prepared to be the one to like rejuvenate the Jedi Order and train new Jedi. But he, now he's in this position, he has to take up this mantle because there's nobody else. He's got these you know fresh like recruits in very young kids, impressionable kids and he's noticing some very disturbing things in Kylo and because he's force sensitive can probably see like some of the potential and is is terrified that Kylo's going to end up being another Vader and knows all the pain and suffering that brings and so like he's having again like a moment where his faith is faltering and thinking you know maybe the best thing is just to end this now and, you know, try and explain it away later or like deal with the consequences later. But at least all that can be curbed, you know, in the moment.
3: Now, do you, any of you think at all that Luke might not have told her the entire story? Because Kylo, I mean, I know you're dealing with Kylo's the bad guy, Luke's the good guy, right? Now, but we also had a lot of other preconceived notions about Luke before we saw this movie and realized, well, we're, you know, he's way different. So Kylo says that he actually went through with it, and Kylo defended himself. That's the only reason he didn't die. Luke's story is that he was going to, yeah. and then yeah. resisted, and then Kylo. No, I, I think it down. we got
5: the true story on the third version, and I got I got two things here. One, I want to go back to because I like to defend Luke. I want to go back to the <laughs> original trilogy. You know, when Vader, when uh, they said that you need to kill Vader. Now, in essence, he did kill Vader. That's Luke true. did because once Vader turned back, he's Vader's dead. He's Anakin now, you know. So, so in, in mm-hmm. essence, he kind of did defeat Vader. Number one. Number two is didn't. Well, wait, wait, wait a <laughs> second. If Vader killed,
3: if if all you have to do is turn, means you kill yeah. the other one. Anakin was never really killed.
5: No, but you you just came what I'm back. Saying. So was Vader yes, really killed? No, he was. Come and on! Then he, Come on! And then on. he proved himself with his actions. He redeemed himself with yeah. with destroying the Emperor. Oh, the, yeah, um, the other All thing right. is too didn't because um, we're talking about Luke seeing you know this evil and, and Kylo and didn't Han and Leia send Kylo to Luke because they they saw some things going on or worried about him because Snoke had already see from what I picked up Snoke Leia. had already tried to. Weasel in there, and, and that's why they sent him to Luke, right?
3: Yeah, Leia. Ba- Leia basically says, "I should have never, I should have never let him go." I think is that what she says to Han?
0: Yeah, that she never should have sent him or whatever. That's yeah. when she lost yeah. Han. When she lost Ben. Too. But they sent him because yeah, they Snoke had Kidd already seen. Yeah, yeah. Snow kid already sensed his power, um, and had tried to manipulate that because of the Vader ties. And they thought Luke would be the one that would help, would be able to straighten him. Not straighten him out as if he were like a troubled child yet. But they thought Luke would have the strength as a Jedi to to help him get through those. Yeah. And that's when Han was like, you know what, what could I do? Luke's a Jedi. If he can't save him, how could I? And Leia's like, well, you're his father. So he had already been, Ben had already gotten some, you know, dark side whispers in his ear, obviously, at that point. Before he even went there.
3: And that's a whole nother section is where it's spilling over because it's, it's intricately woven into the story. And that's Snoke. So I, me personally, I hated seeing Snoke get, I'm not, I'm not necessarily upset with Snoke getting killed. Although I am a little, I should say I am, I am a little upset with Snoke being killed. Um, But I would have been more better if we had have gotten more backstory. To Josh's comment about, oh, we didn't get any story about the Emperor. Yeah, but we also didn't have any prequels. We didn't have six movies of context before Snoke. And then we're supposed to believe that Snoke has been around since Phantom Menace. He's been watching this whole thing, and and we don't get any... Any of that at all. Now, that, that's not to say we can't get some of it in 9. We can't hear about from Luke's ghost, Force Ghost, what happened. Or, you know, I don't think there'll be a lot of flashbacks. But we can at least maybe get some more context. But I thought, okay, in, in the original trilogy, Vader in Episode 4, eight, he's the big baddie. We don't know who this guy is. ominous dude in this black suit. Man, what a what a villain, right? Okay. Second one comes along. Well, wait a second. He's kneeling. He's reporting to somebody. Like who's this guy, right? Don't know anything about him. Third one comes around. We see him in the flesh. He lands on the Death Star. He starts talking. Mysteriously hooded guy, disfigured face. Incredible iconic voice of a villain. And you see a lot of him in Return of the Jedi. And from the throne room on, you know, face-to-face interaction, a lot of stuff. Still don't know any of his backstory, right? Just know that he's the master and he wants to replace Vader with Luke and he's got plans. And you start realizing, even before you know the rule of two and you know, we find out from the, the prequels, you start realizing, well, wait a second, you know, this guy is evil. He's getting ready to just to throw Vader to the side and he wants the, the young, fresh blood. But then you get the prequels... And you know what's going to happen. The prequels are boring because it's about politics, but also it's because he, you're telling a story that we already know what happens. We already know the end game. We just don't know the filler. What happens in between? So you get all of this backstory of how Palpatine beca- it, it, it puts himself, injects himself into the Senate politically, starts to manipulate. He's playing both sides. So I started watching the Phantom Menace last night just just because a little bit because I bought this new box set. And I thought it was so interesting that you see the first time you see Palpatine is in a pro- is in a projection talking to the, uh, the the Trade Federation, and he's got his his face his thing on. He's not disfigured yet, but you don't see hardly any of his face. And he's talking in his iconic voice. Right. The very next thing you see is Senator Pal or not? I don't think he's a senator yet. Maybe a Senator Palpatine of Naboo. He's in a projection, but he's without the cloak. And he's talking normally. I thought that was a cool that was a cool contrast that I never noticed. Immediately, right off the bat, you see him playing both sides. Oh, well they should have why didn't why didn't the negotiations they should have been there? And the whole time he's saying, kill them, you know, get rid of them, blah, 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 blah. So that's really cool. But you have all of that, and I know you didn't have that before, but you didn't I I feel like there's a difference between Snoke now because you've established that he has, in, and now this wasn't established in the movie, but it was established in uh, the canon of the, I think the novelization or one of the books, something, Chad. But anyways, he's, he was around long enough to see the rise and fall of the Empire. So let's, I mean, at least, at least episode three on, I think, but I think the rise of Empire him would him mean agents. before.
0: Like they refer yeah. to him in the novels. They don't ever call him by name. But they refer to an ancient, ancient force, ancient being out in the unknown regions that Palpatine is, it has been the entire time he's been building his empire, wasn't just to rule the galaxy but to, he wanted to expand his knowledge of the force and he was reaching out to the unknown regions to this dark ancient presence that was out there calling to him. So for me, and if you listen to Star Wars Rant Podcast, you know that I I read. I've read all the books, all the canon stuff, um, since Disney's taken over, and they set Snoke up to be huge, like to be this Force being that maybe is tapped into Force that we just have. That even Palpatine was unaware. He predates of. the Sith. Yeah, he is he's been out. He's been around forever, and the the what he could be and what he could bring to this to the movies and the knowledge that he could have given Kylo um, and how he could have taken him from Luke and, and that Luke is maybe afraid of him. That's why he ran. And then just to cut him in half and have his tongue hang out is was I was I was see, that was my that was one of my, my pet peeves is
3: okay, kill him, but they made fun yeah. of him too. They made a yeah. joke. And and now, uh, another thing is that how many people, and I shouldn't say how many people, but it's been proven that being cut in half does not mean
0: <laughs> Especially if you're, you're cut dead with a cauterizing laser sword <laughs> that stops the bleeding.
3: Yeah, I mean, we, when, we, when we see Phantom Menace, we think, okay, Darth Maul died, yeah. but nope. then Disney resurrected him. Yeah. Now, even Lucas, you know, Anakin was dismembered even worse and, and was lit on fire. And now, with the help of machines and everything, he still he still lived. So then you have you have Snoke, who it's not been confirmed, but we've been really it's been really implied that he is somehow prolonging his life to be that old, to look the way he does. He knows something that the rest of us don't, and for him to be so wise and so be able to see so far and do all this and all that stuff. I understand that having Kylo kills him makes Kylo all of a sudden seem like way more, but it seems like a real lazy
5: way to do it. Here's some of my problem is that, you know, to me, like, like the Snoke is the sinister one. He's conniving. He has plans and, you know, Kylo is the, he's very reactionary, Right things happen and he reacts. He's not... He does not plan ahead. He's not sinister. He's not... He doesn't come off as evil, right? He comes off, like you guys had said earlier, you know, as the bratty, spoiled, rebellious kid. And I don't think he's strong enough to carry the movie as the main villain. And... Well, the, the one thing that
3: Kylo has going for him that that that, that is sinister and... or uh, a person like Snoke or the Emperor didn't have is that kylo when we when we learn about the dark side of the force we learn that it's emotional we learn that it's 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 just it's it's you get more powerful the more you give into your anger the more you give into your feelings anakin as much as we made fun of the acting and as much as you know whiny brat anakin was very very emotional he let his heart guide him in a bad way. He, he, he didn't control his emotions, his feelings, and it was bad for him. Um, it, it, the dark side consumed him. Here you have Kylo, who, like you're saying, Brian, he doesn't think things out. He goes with what he's feeling at that moment. He lets his his anger and his hate consume him and is just hell bent off the handle flying off the handle rage you know that that when he when he realizes that luke you know duped him at the end and turns around and the, I mean that was a very believable very well acted the, the the look on his face the scream when he realizes they you know they just they slipped out of my grasp i wasn't paying attention it's almost like he knows i screwed up I hate everyone, you know, I want to just kill everyone, like that's the the dark side, just ripping through him, whereas Snoke and Palpatine, very, very, very methodical, very, very foresight, this is the plan, this is the detail, I'm going to do this, I'm going to seduce this person, I'm going to move them here, I'm going to use them to get this person, I'm going to do this, and blah, 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 blah. Now, we don't know that as much about Snoke, but it seems like he's that kind sure. of a character, and he's been doing it longer than Sidious, longer than Palpatine, who was one of the – who was proven in all those movies to be a mastermind. I mean, that's one of the biggest coups or political sways of opinion and everything, manipulation, to put himself in power that we've seen. And some, I mean, that was great storytelling, even though it wasn't delivered great, the prequels, whatever – the story is cool. Yeah. I love the story of Star Wars. I love the 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 building of the Empire in Palpatine. That story, I love that. And to to see that there's a possibility of some grander scheme, even especially when I thought that Snoke could have possibly have been Plagueis, who's Plagueis his his it was his plan in the first place to put Palpatine in that spot, to put the, Pal- Palpatine was his pawn. To be the inside man to get him what he wanted. And Palpatine, we know, murdered him, betrayed him, and took that plan for himself and then get his own apprentice. So I really wanted to see that. When I saw what was happening and I saw the lightsaber turning, and I'm thinking, oh, come on. <laughs> I'm thinking, I was man. conflicted because at one, at one point I'm thinking, that this is cool. I mean, this is cool that Kylo's doing this. I can't deny that. This is cool. If Kylo kills him, that's like, you know, screw you, old man. You don't know what... You don't control me. You don't know me. It's the Kylo that you saw in the beginning of the movie where he almost stood up to defy him. And Snoke just basically snaps his finger and a lightning threw him to the ground. Like a, like a dad backhanding his yeah. son. You know? And... This is Kylo saying, no, you know, I, I'm listening to you right now. You're saying, oh, I just use Kylo. I planted all this stuff. I made the connection between you two, you know, he's doing the blah, blah, blah. I can see everything. I'm the one that's going, you can't beat me, blah, blah, blah. And it's basically Kylo's going, it's it's like a rebellious teenager when you're telling them, no, you're not in control. I'm in control. This is what you're going to do. You're not going to do this. You're grounded from this. I'm taking this away. And Kylo's rage, you can see it building in him. And he's like, no, I'm not. You don't control me. I'm not going the way you want. I'm going to do what I want. And so that to me is really cool. But at the same time, I lose something I really, really wanted to see. I really wanted to see what Snoke was, who Snoke was. I wanted him to matter. And the fact that that Ky- it was almost like, Ha ha, I gotcha. The fact that Ryan Johnson told us before the movie even came out, your Snoke theory's wrong. And yeah. and none, none of us suspected because there is no Snoke theory. There is no Snoke story. Ha ha. Surprise. He doesn't mean anything. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't like that.
1: See that's I don't, you know. Uh, to me though, that's why I liked like that's one of my favorite moments in the movie. That that whole scene, but specifically like where Everything, like, everything in that moment completely changed. And mm-hmm. the the reason I like that so much is because there was so much gravity behind, like, who is this person? How powerful is he? Where did he come from? What are his plans? And then just to see that all snuffed out because Kylo is finally like, nah, I'm going to do my own thing. And it did seem like he made that decision. You know, he didn't, he wasn't planning on this. He made that decision very much in that moment. And then gave that, you know, impassioned speech saying, you know, like, let the past die, kill it if you have to. It seemed like he had sort of just arrived at that in that moment. But I thought that's what gave it that much gravity and meaning that, like, Snoke is obviously very powerful. He obviously, like, has been doing this for a very long time. And then just to see it snuffed out because Kylo is like, nah, I'm going to do my own thing and like now now kylo has zero guiding force zero moral compass it would seem to me like that's what that's what gave that moment so much power because now like whatever was going on with snoke is not even part of the equation anymore like the all of the dynamics just changed so and I kylo think...
3: even stood stood over him at the end like what did i just do yeah like did i just Did this just happen? Did I just do this? Like, he wasn't... Like, she tried talking to him at first, and he didn't... It's like he didn't even recognize her being there. And he had to snap out of it.
2: I mean, it's... Josh... It was crazy. Josh, I hate to say this, but I think ultimately the joke will be on you and Ryan Johnson when the Michael Bay-directed prequels come out and give a whole backstory to Snoke (laughs) and where he came from. Uh so uh, So uh, the pre-sequel the pre-sequels is that what you're saying okay yeah it's gonna be like episode brian
3: johnson's new trilogy is a prequel to george lucas's prequel oh no right where it talks about snoke and the entire thing
2: is cgi and there's no live action in it what's the guy that played anakin (laughs) and hayden Christensen. (laughs) Christensen. yeah he's coming back but as a different character, just because I think Brian
3: yeah. one time called him yeah. Christian. It was a late <laughs> night. But <laughs> oh, no, that was hey. You know, though,
5: there is a new uh, animated series coming out called The Resistance, and if obviously it follows like the X Wing fighters, it's a new character. But that they're going to show, um, you, you could get some Snoke backstory in that. You know, if it's because it's in that Resistance time frame. So,
3: well, did you see that uh, John? Uh, what did you call his name? The guy directed Iron Man One. Uh, oh, I John, John uh, yeah, Favreau. Favreau, Favreau? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's he's going to be directing the live action television series, mm-hmm. and he's kind of leaked, uh, not leaked, but he gave it an interview saying that it's going to take place between Return of the Jedi. Yeah,
5: yeah. And so you could, yeah. So you so you could. I think that's how you're going to get it. You, I'm sure in Episode Nine they're going to reference him. I don't think you're going to see Snoke somehow come back. It'd be too. That's it won't work, but um, I think somehow they'll they'll. Reference him and explain some type of backstory. I hope that
2: I hope that Star Wars series is a Netflix series it, and not a. It'll be the Disney television. Uh, the Disney. It's going to be the Disney ad, or at, think, at least that because yeah.
3: they're they're going to have their streaming, own uh, Netflix yeah. style streaming right. service. So right after this, though, regardless of what you think about it, we get one of the true to form from after the first. Or uh, the uh, sorry, that first movie, the Force Awakens. One of the greatest lightsaber fights that we have in the saga. Yep. Which isn't really lightsaber on lightsaber at all. It's lightsaber on weird uh, Praetorian yeah. guard, like whatever weapons they have, which is cool. You see Kylo and... Uh, or whether you want to call him Ben at that point, I don't know. But you see Kylo and Ray fight these guards together, and it is cool. They are in sync they are basically two sides of the same force coin, right? Um, which is a lot, a lot of people have talked about, like the, that's, you know, they, like Snoke said, the darkness rises and the light to meet it. This is, these are two s- similar in age people, similar, like Luke said, raw strength, right? Not refined, just people that are so strong in the force without even really their training happening and and since then in the I, I guess I want to talk about just a little bit because this does play into it and I've kind of jumped over it already Ray, its training is ridiculously quick um, like what in like a day and a half or something um, Luke, Luke was fast Luke was too old to start the training in Empire Strikes Back and sent, spent you know we're led to believe at least a, a few days on Dagobah, and then went back to I don't know what he did. I mean, what we saw, he just talked with him, but went back to finish his training. That was something he always planned on doing. I will return to finish my training. I promise. You know, after I go to my, save my friends, I'm going to come back. So, in the books or in the novelization, one of the two, they describe Ray as in these oddly enough in the things that Snoke set up these connections that we are now one of the new force things that we didn't have before these connections where they basically can see each other and their surroundings kind of drop out and you see the other person. It's like you're having a face to face, right? Um, It even showed one scene when she was standing on the the rock, the cliff face by the ocean. Kylo felt the surf. He had water on his hand. You know, it's like, I mean, don't ask me how it works. That's just what happened. So, in the in this right whatever this was, is it the novelization, Chad, that that said this that she gleaned some of his? Yeah, the, it's like it's like he opened a door to her force powers. The more they convened through this force
0: connection, yeah. When they, they when had. they had the moment where they touched, they each saw a version or their viewpoint of the each other's future. Right, but there was a separate thing that 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 referenced her learning
3: her knowledge of the force grew exponentially because of this connection. It's like she gleaned off of Kylo. Okay. I don't
0: remember.
3: I I don't know what this, it was one of the, it was either, um, the novelization or some type of a, or maybe it was the visual dictionary. I don't don't remember, but it's definitely is Canon. And it was stated you can Google it. You can find it somewhere. Um, That's what, I think Ryan Johnson even mentioned it too. That's a lot of the reason why people say, well, she didn't have any training and she's going and, and, you know, doing this. She beat Luke in hand-to-hand combat basically almost, which was, you know, strange. Um, But you have this happen between them. The fight is incredible. Um, At the very end, there's the exchange between them where, again, he looks down at Snoke. She snaps him out of it They're talking She's like come on We gotta go save him We can still help him And he's just like No This is Josh's favorite moment In the movie Just let it all die The Kill Sith it. The Jedi All of it Kill it if you have to Let the past die Forget it And she's like No Ben You know Don't, don't do this You know we still have this. He's like you're, you're not You're still holding on let, let go He almost It's almost like he snaps yes. again Right there like you're you're not getting it like like he wanted to force it into her head you you don't
1: see it it was forget about this crap it doesn't matter it was almost like it was almost like she was getting this speech from luke at the beginning and now kylo on the other side like towards the middle of the movie she's almost getting the same speech where they're they're both sort of saying like just get out of it like don't get wrapped up in any of this like you you don't need to get involved or like for different reasons, but it was almost, to me in that moment, it was almost the same speech Luke had given her, but from the other side of things. Because Kylo was saying, like, we can just do our own thing now. And at the beginning, Luke was kind of saying, like, you just, you don't want to get into this in the first place. And Luke was just sort of content to let the Jedi Order just die off. Um, but I thought, it, like, I, I thought it was interesting. So they what were kind of saying the same thing.
3: Yeah, so what is his, what is his game? Like, what does he want to start new? What does he
1: even know? I was. Is he just? I'm kind of hoping. So this is me speculating, which I I try not to do, but I'm kind of hoping this is where maybe we get uh, an introduction to the the gray Jedi. Um, And maybe that's if whether he is or not. Maybe that's what he considers himself like going into Episode Nine, where he's like, "I'm I am neither, and I'll do my own thing." Um and I would like in that moment I was really hoping that Ray would take him up on his offer uh like I think a few of us probably were but I, I still think there's a chance that that happens in episode 9 to some extent. Oh.
5: You know I, I think um yeah I think some of it could be just you know they uh, let's end the manipulation, you know, Kylo's been manipulated. Yeah. Uh, Luke in a sense was manipulated by Obi-Wan um yeah. you know and lied to um, so like j- just this idea of, you know what, we've, we've been manipulated. Let's just end this and let's just do our own thing. I think that's another way to kind of look at it too. Um, cause they've both been kind of burned by the system in a sense. Yeah. So, but, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's also in this moment that we get
3: a reveal of something we've been itching to know since the first movie or since the force awakens who are race parents. We've Man. theorized, we've speculated. Um, there's been all kinds of theories. all I mean, great theories too. A lot of different theories that all really were intriguing and that I would have liked to explore several of them. I had some of my own. I thought that the, I thought her accent was going to play a part in, in who she was related to. Um, all kinds of different things. Kylo, and again, it's Kylo, you know, this is, this is, someone who is you know out of control on the dark side and you would think you know was going to say whatever he wants to say or whatever he needs to say
0: but he makes her say you know a lot of too. times
3: a lot of times yeah a lot of times Someone when you're emotional sometimes the truth just flies out that's just what happens so he, he very well could be telling the truth tells her basically you know say it you know and she says they're they're nobodies. He's like they're nobodies, they're filthy junk traders. You know, they they sold you for drinking money, you know. And he even said that I think in the uh, beginning of the movie too, to her. He said your 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 parents gave you up or your parents sold you away and one of the connections and she said no, you know, she she like rejected it. But so here he is now basically getting her to admit what she fears to be the truth. Their parents are nobodies. Um, there's a lot of people on both sides of this fence. Um, my personal opinions, I'm fine with them being nobody. It, it, it's almost like, it's almost like give and take, you know, you got to give me something. If I'm going to, if I'm going to take, if I'm going to take this, you got to give me something else. All right? That's not give and take. That's just giving me what, don't you know, but anyways, <laughs> It would work out for me if, if some other things felt... I, I just felt like it was one thing after another. I just got hit with Snoke doesn't mm. matter, you know, ha, ha, ha. I just crumpled up your theory and threw it in the trash and set it on fire. Um, also, guess what? Yeah, just nobody. Don't worry about who she was. doesn't matter. I, She's I can
5: accept it. The problem was the setup from Force Awakens to where, you know, the lightsaber calls, and it seems like there's a history there. The way Maz kind of talks to her a little bit. Um, when Maz Daisy, tells, you know, ask Han who is this girl and then there's they cut away and you don't find out yeah. to, to imply that Han knows who she is. The way Han like looks at her, like there's a lot of setup that she's somebody. So that, that's the problem. Daisy
3: Ridley even said in an interview I thought it was I thought it was yeah. pretty obvious who my parents. And
5: you even said it earlier. And then Dave, you got like the way Kylo reacted, you know when he found out there was a girl, yeah, like Isaac he knew said, like yeah, yeah. who this girl was, you know, and Yeah.
3: And and then you've got you've got stuff that's come out since in the backlash of The Last Jedi. You've got Simon Pegg who uh, you know has worked with JJ on Star Trek and on Star Wars as uh, what's the guy's name that, Kurt that Yeah, the guy that basically we've learned was Ray was left in his care, even though he basically just Sent her on her way, and he made sure to give her a job, basically, so she could eat and whatever. Um, Simon Pegg said, yeah, J.J. had this idea of, of a somewhat – some type of a relevant lineage. Yeah. There was an idea of her parents being somewhat relevant – or I, th- I don't know if the words were somewhat relevant, but the the, the idea that her parents were people that we were going to find out who they were and they were going to hold some value to the story was a plot device. So that movie was definitely written with that in there. That's it's very clear. There's there's even if the thing between Ray and Kylo, even if we took that out, there's several other things that
0: point to her parents being. So- So then, because Kylo just straight up lying, and then that's a redeeming quality of episode nine. I think that's up to JJ.
4: But
5: what if it was
0: planned that way? What if it was planned to mislead and mislead? There is no plan. There is no
5: plan. That's the problem with this. There is no. (laughs) plan. Well, that's
0: just the thing.
3: It is. It is different because you know. Say what you want, and then I, you know, I'll probably be labeled at some point. As a George Lucas apologist or whatever, I don't care. But even though Lucas didn't write all of the original trilogy, he was—he did yeah, oversee he it all. It. There he was put a his guiding hand. Yeah. There was a guiding hand, and I think you know you got to lend some credibility to the guy for putting guys like uh, Kasdan in charge of movies like Empire Strikes Back and the other these other people that he brought in I mean there's there's stories even about the a new hope where he realized I need some help on this I need to I need some help to to shape this the way I'm not you know he he is a self uh proclaimed not he, he says about himself that he's not a good writer he just has this idea and he wanted to present it to people but there was always this guiding hand over Star Wars and I don't think that Kathleen Kennedy at all is in any way similar to what George Lucas is. I, I mean, she's, she kind of is the person that oversees it, but she's not guiding. She's basically let these guys do what they want. And there's a, there's a, an idea. We know that because other directors, Trevorrow or whatever his name was, were let go because they weren't lining up, you know, eye to eye with what Disney wanted to do. But, Clearly, there's there's some type of disconnect. There's so much freedom to where JJ has this idea, and Ryan has this idea, and you would think so many of those little cogs off those ideas have to go together. Other than oh, it's the same characters, you know. So I I, I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I'm fine with her, and I've already accepted her not having important parents. If they surprise us with, Oh, guess what? Kyle was lying. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, cause he's the bad guy. So whatever, if they're not important, you know, that it's not, that doesn't matter to me now. Cause I really don't know what's, mm-hmm. what's going to
1: happen. I, I keep going um, back to the, like, so from the very beginning, I, I mean, I said this early on, but like, I, I was hoping that her parents wouldn't be anybody. I hate the idea of them recycling that same idea. Once again, I don't want her parents to be anybody. I, like, I want the Force to be adopting new people. And, you know, like, I want Ray to just be, you know, uh, a a nobody that is, you know, just, like, sort of finding her way. But I I keep thinking, like, even if it is revealed that her parents were whomever they would make her parents, that, like, we would know, and it would be like this, (gasps) you know, like, oh, they were her parents? Like, what would that... In the grand scheme of things, like, what... How would that progress the plot? Like, what would that even do for the story other than, oh, we finally have an answer to this question. To me, it doesn't, like, it doesn't seem super relevant at this point. Like, it doesn't seem like it would really matter that much in the grand scheme of things anyway, even if they were people we would recognize.
3: I feel like it would have to, it would have to, there would have to be other things that happen to make that relevant. You couldn't just, you can't the way that the movie played out at that point, it makes sense for her to not have any relevant lineage because you, you, you've, you've started yeah. chopping off all the, yeah, limbs they,
5: so they, they wrote this, this, the last Jedi to the point of, of with that in mind of her not having a lineage, a lineage. So, so yeah, so you can't progress that story. And I, I have always said, like, it is too hard to explain, you know, cause people are like, Oh, it's Obi-Wan or it's the emperor. Like if you have to sit there and try to explain that in a movie, that's going to be very difficult because of the ages of people and things like that. So so some of that was difficult. My thing is – my problem is they – Obi-Wan seem,
3: was suspended <laughs> in Carbonite for like they, 10 years. Twice ages. They seem so like
5: or, they, they knew who she was though. Like Han knew who she was and and I'm OK with her not having certain parents but like – there, there has to be a reason why she was chosen to have this much power with the force. Like they, they have to give us that reason. And it seemed like Han knew See, that reason. In,
3: in, in my opinion, and, and this is tying into. We're, we're, I'm kind of jumping over my notes here, but this was Luke's movie. But ultimately, this is a Skywalker saga. These, these nine movies. It's been said, this is the Skywalker saga. These three movies that we're doing right now, the second movie we just finished of these last three, are supposed to tie up this story. This is supposed to be an end to the Skywalker saga. Yes, Star Wars is not only about the Skywalkers. Star Wars is about the Force. The Skywalker family is not... They don't hold a monopoly over the Force. But this saga is about them. So this is closing this story of this family up. So to me... When I think of it that way, I think, well, Ray is somebody that the Force chose, much like, you know, I'm I'm jumping all over the place, but much like yeah. Anakin was the the chosen one, right? I always believe Anakin was the chosen one. Anakin was the one that the Force chose to bring balance, right? Well, then along the line, Anakin messes up. Anakin goes too much. He goes too dark side, right? Then the Force brings Luke in to rectify the situation basically it's like it's adapting the living force is changing the plan to keep it on the same path but it's bringing in different players right so then Anakin goes back to at the very end after all this he he does what he does but that doesn't finish it all somewhere between Return of the Jedi and the Force Awakens we have something else that didn't complete what the force originally started with Anakin with so now you've got Luke, who's not doing anything anymore with the Force, and I'm thinking, okay, so the Force has now brought Ray, and she's coming to rectify the situation that Luke left on or open ended, you know, with whatever happened, and so now she's going to talk to Luke, she's going to deal with Luke, and the Force is is riding that ship again to bring Luke back into at this this story, and Luke is going to end this, right? So then. That's obviously not it because we're you know we're going to talk in a second she, about what happened to Luke. She at the still end.
1: be like so I I didn't I didn't get she doesn't have to be anybody special for no, that. I know to happen, I was going to say, but it
3: has to she, tie into other things that obviously for it to, like
1: if it is indeed like a Skywalker saga, she can still be Luke's legacy because like you know he like he passed on his knowledge to her like in a limited amount of time and like sort of helped like steer her in the right direction. See, so she can still be his the legacy. The problem I
3: have. Yeah, the problem I have is that something has to happen. For this to be a ending the Skywalker saga, unless it's ending on a bad note, they've put themselves in a situation to where they either have to redeem Kylo, which I don't see happening, and I don't want to have happen. Like, my personal opinion. It doesn't matter what I want. But my opinion is... I mean, we've, we've had a redemption, a Skywalker redemption already, in Anakin. So let's show what happens when that doesn't happen. But you have to have another... You have to have something that makes it happy, ending or res- resolution. I don't know if they're gonna. I mean, they've they've got this whole storyline of Kylo worshiping Vader's. Yeah, that's uh, uh, they, they lost legacy, all that, right? Though. They didn't yeah. even talk about that, other than Snoke saying, "Oh, you know, you could have been another Vader." The first time he said that, I'm like, "All right, here we go," playing into this Vader thing, right? But then they they quickly glazed over that. He mentions that, and then. It's done, you know, basically saying you're never going to be a Vader. You're never going to be him. Um, so I don't know if they're going to bring that back in. I don't know if you're ever going to mm-hmm. see Kylo uh, doing that again or whatever. But I just don't know exactly what's going to happen. But uh, before we get, I, w- I want to just right the ship just a little bit and jump off of this topic because we're, we're very long-winded on this specific topic and for good reason. But in between this Backtrack in just a second. You've got that final battle where uh Holdor is sending out the ships. Am I saying her name right? I keep feeling like Holdo. I'm going to Game Holdo. of Thrones. Hodo. 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 <laughs> Hold on, Hodo, Holdor. yeah. So she has. You've had the mutiny happen with Poe. You've got a lot of people. I'm not even going to get into the whole. Oh yeah, you know Poe's undermined by a woman that just had to insert this into the blah, blah blah. I don't care about that. Um But you've got. You've got uh, Hodor, who Hodo, <laughs> oh, Hodo,
0: Hodo, Hodo, Hodo.
3: You've got Hodo, <laughs> who seemingly created an unnecessary problem by not explaining to Poe what was going on. I guess she was trying to teach him a lesson of just you know just follow orders like you're supposed to. Um, but regardless of that, we could touch on that if you guys want to. But it, it results in. The ship's taking off to go to uh, uh, crate, where there's a, an old Rebel base or whatever. Um, and she, uh, when Poe starts to realize what's happening after Leia wakes up, yada, 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 she turns the ship and Sacrifice Play blows it into the, uh, it's not the, the Dreadnought anymore, it's, it's, it's just it's, their other big it's ship. Snoke's, ship. Yeah. Snoke's ship. The supremacy—is yeah. that what it's called? Okay, so she just hyper drives it straight through. Which uh, science aside, and, and aside from the fact that you know, when why didn't they? Why haven't they always just been doing this yeah. stuff? And all these People. other movies, um, it was great filmmaking. Yeah. It was a great shot—the the, the visuals and everything, the sound,
4: the sounds. it was awesome. Yep.
3: The yep. what happened just before where the when the resist or when the first order guys realized what was about to happen and Hucks screaming no, shoot that or whatever and then she just goes through what a great scene. That was awesome, a great moment. Right? I like
1: I like they, that. They
3: they go down they go down to the planet and they're about to start having this crate scene, which is brings us back to uh Ray's the lightsaber fight and her parentage and everything and uh them deciding to part ways, you know. They they fought over the lightsabers. What it, what? It, it ends with, po, or uh, Kylo getting knocked out by the blast somehow, and Ray being fine. You know, a lot of people say, "Why didn't Why didn't uh, Kylo just use his other hand and use the Force to get his lightsaber and just like stop her or something?" Was but. So what do you guys think about that? I mean, we pretty much like that yeah, scene, right? The cool. ship flying into that—it's yeah. awesome. It's really cool. Um, they fly down to crate. we get a kind of a Hoth recreation scene, you got the walkers down there again, a little, little bit more updated. Um, the planet is really cool, the visuals of the, the white and the red I thought was great. Uh, you got trench warfare again, which is awesome. Them using the old stuff, which is kind of yeah, a throwback to the original cool. trilogy, which was cool. The dirt and the grime, stuff that doesn't work. The scene where Paul's like, all right, everybody, just go, what the heck? Like his foot flies through the thing while he's talking. I thought that was cool. Um, They're dropping in this big, giant ramming cannon weapon, right? It's going to fire this blast. It's got to heat up. It's got to charge up like they always do. Um, And it's going to blast a hole in this gigantic bunker door, right? They are cemented in all around. they got this giant door, all this stuff in there. They're sitting in there. So they all get in these old little uh whatever they're called. I always forget what they're called. They're flying through there. The dragon visual is awesome. So you've got Finn who his character arc has come full circle, right? Force Awakens, he's he's a stormtrooper. He's watch he's he's just basically fresh off the line, right? He's been trained and everything is going out. They order him to kill people, innocent people, people that don't can't fire back. He doesn't want to do it. It's noticed by uh, Kylo. Um, What's-her-name says something, which I guess we skipped over her, too. The fact that he, he basically beat her again, and her importance has kind of been undermined again. Um, there's so many other things. But he has now decided... You was know, He was going to run from the First Order, right? You can't beat the First Order. I've seen what they do. You cannot win. You cannot do it. We have to run. I'm bailing. So then... Ray, you know all that stuff happens as we know he, he comes back to Saber he's at the end of the movie holding a lightsaber facing off against Kylo Ren which is just crazy right so he wakes up has to go find her and at this point when they are in that base he is like we gotta we gotta buy time we, we gotta fight them we gotta stop them and basically it's if he would have been given the opportunity would have led the charge right down the throat of the enemy right i mean this is like one of those this is almost a suicide mission and for and for finn it was going to be so he's in there that thing is is lighting up um poe meets his little arc in this movie where he realizes oh no reason to go go and get ourselves killed pull away abandon we're, we're losing too many people we got to fall back finn's like no no i can do it i can stop it he takes off his helmet. Rose is telling him, "No, don't do it." Takes off his helmet, drops the little tail thing or whatever, and decides he's going in. He's gonna do the sacrificial play. He's gonna if, if all he does is blow this thing up, that's what he's gonna do. He's decided in his heart. I'm sitting in the theater. I'm on the edge of my seat. I'm like, Finn is freaking awesome. Like this is awesome. Um, I did not want him to die, but at the time, at that moment, I was like. If he dies, like what? What a what a weighty decision! What a I would have been satisfied. I would have been fine with that. Um, and then at the last minute, you know, he closes his eyes. He's about to go out. At the last minute, Rose comes flying in from the side, slams into him, knocks knocks them out. Right. Then they have this little romantic exchange when these giant. <laughs> at walkers are just standing around there to obliterate them all. Nobody shoots them. Nobody looks at them. They're just sitting here having a conversation while <laughs> the Resistance or the the First Order blows open this door, and then she, you know, says her little line. You know, we, we didn't. Uh what what'd she say I forgot because I don't really care for that so See, we, something about we save the people yeah, we love we don't, we win don't...
0: by fighting those that we hate we, we win yeah. by saving those that we love
3: and then she gives him a little kiss and passes out and then somehow because the door blows open right yeah. the whole goal is to blow that door open march in destroy them all right yeah. somehow they get from the feet of the AT-AT walkers back into the base he's dragging her yeah. On a big piece of the ship metal, somehow gets all the way back to the base with no bad guys getting in behind them. They haven't even moved. They haven't moved from the spot they were in
4: when that happened. Nope.
0: What do you guys? What do you guys think about that scene? It's pretty self-explanatory here. (laughs) Just by your tone, it's a little bit of a stretch.
1: Am little bit. Am I allowed to say here that I I really wish they would have just let Finn die?
4: No, I, and that scene, I think that have been that's a that's what a I was. Together. Yeah, that's what I, I was getting. Well, at.
1: Cool. not be, not because I like Finn, but because I don't like Finn. Oh, oh okay. I hate Finn's character. Oh,
5: oh. So like, yeah, All I
0: agree with Dave, except for I hate him. <laughs> oh oh Finn, Okay,
1: so I'm I'm just gonna say this here. Oh, I, I was gonna say this earlier, and I, Finn has Finn and has become my least favorite character in these movies. Like to the point where I actively wow. dislike him. I didn't really like him in in The Force Awakens. And then The Last Jedi, I just, I was like, just let him die. He's, he's not, he doesn't do anything. He's like, he, in the, in the Force Awakens, yeah, in the Force Awakens, all he was good at was defecting. And then he was like, he he just happened to be a stormtrooper. So he like knew how to, where to get the plans or whatever. Like he was a janitor. So he knew the layout. He knew what the blueprints were. Like, woohoo. Thanks, Finn. And then...
0: He fought Kylo Red with the
1: lightsaber. Yeah, which doesn't make any he freaking sense. He also told to stay low on Jakku to confuse nah. their tracking or whatever. Kylo, Kylo has, like, that. I hated that scene too. Like, Finn held his own against Kylo. Are you freaking kidding me? But then, like, in this movie, he's like he's this whiny baby the whole time. He's like, i got to go find Rey. And, like, knows what Rey's capable of. Like let ray take care of herself she's fine like do your part where you're at and he goes off on this stupid secret mission that doesn't do anything anyway gives all the plans over to this dj guy and then like the whole movie he's just he seems so useless and like i just i don't know he's he became so unlikable for me
5: yeah, i feel like they don't know what to do with him and uh i, I you know i didn't really care for him in the force awakens and I did think when he was on the last Jedi, I thought for sure he was gonna die when he was charging for that cannon and um and I thought to myself like wow, that would be I would actually feel kind of bad that I didn't like him if he actually does this, you know what I mean because it's it's a totally like redeeming thing for him to do, yeah, um but here's my other problem with that scene too is like it's so like when Rose saves him, like whatever, okay, but there's like absolutely no chemistry. between those two Finn and Rose it's like it it makes zero sense and I don't know where they're going with that like like to me the Finn and Ray thing there's a little more chemistry there but like it's just Rose and Finn like it doesn't it doesn't jive it doesn't make sense so I, I don't I don't get that part
2: well
3: Isaac what do you think you have any thoughts on that
2: it doesn't make sense um I I'm a big fan of I guess like the tragedy of losing a staple character like that. Yeah. Because it 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 kind of makes them a little more memorable. Yeah. And then again it's yeah. just like don't don't toy with us and make us think somebody's dead or going to die and then at the last moment just kidding. They're not. Um yeah. but I mean I I think there's some importance to Finn. Finn doesn't really hold his own against Kylo Ren. He gets tossed around like a rag doll. Also Kylo right. yeah, Ren got shot by Chewbacca.
1: There's no reason he I, even with that shot. There is no way Finn should have been alive for two seconds standing up against Kylo Ren. There's no way. You forget.
2: You forget he was a janitor. Is, you forget Kylo Ren is. <laughs> he had training military he was a janitor. training. Yeah, not only that. Kylo Ren is that he's at, he he can't control himself when he gets like emotionally. You know, I'm angry. I'm a whirl. I'm a whirlwind, or whatever. He's not you know,
1: focused. It's just like, exactly. Which, which to me exactly. is all the more reason he should have just eviscerated him, hey. just in pure rage.
5: Now hold on. Now Finn took on Kylo Ren, and he beat Phasma.
1: And Phasma, which also doesn't <laughs> make sense to me.
5: <laughs> so give him a
2: break. So think about this. Po, how does Poe escape without Finn?
5: How does that's, Rey get that's what I'm saying? He's, he's good at defecting. Well, po that we <laughs> Poe was supposed how to die Ray originally you would have thought it would be the other way around almost yeah mm-hmm
3: well I, my my I just remember sitting in the theater thinking what a great send off would like, this would be this yeah. would be this would have been great um but it doesn't happen again the strange the strange I don't know how he got from the, the literally the feet of these yeah. things all the way back to the base and no soldiers Movies. followed him in. At this point, they blew the like they blew the door open, right? So, what what is their plan? They got up they were going to march the at ATT, ATT cell service. Yeah, they're going to march these walkers all the way up to the door and then get out. And I mean, they have the ship that <laughs> the, Kylo takes a ship down to the, the it's hovering there the whole time and flies down and lands they couldn't have sent any soldiers in at all i don't i don't understand anyways but that's not the most important thing that happens here this is where you get the big luke send-off the skywalker that is started at all is going to come down here and talk we're thinking okay you see um you see luke watch the Millennium Falcon because we completely skipped over this part you watch him uh, see uh, Ray and Chewbacca take off he decides uh, like he's mad he gets gets this look of determination on his face you see him walking he lights the little weird torch thing and he's going to go burn down the force tree right with all the Jedi techs inside and he gets there he starts to walk in and he can't do it and all of a sudden, as you walk by, us in the seats see Yoda. Force Ghost Yoda standing there watching him. Luke hasn't seen him yet. All of a sudden, we, we learn a new thing about the Force, that Force Ghosts can actually physically and tangibly touch the world that they're in before. So he points his finger to the sky. Lightning strikes the tree, lights it on fire. Luke goes to run in to save the Jedi text that he was just ready to burn up and it explodes and he gets thrown back and all of a sudden you hear Yoda laughing at him and they have their little conversation which is cool to see Luke and Yoda again together that was a really cool scene and you get to see this is a little bit of saving grace in my opinion of old man Luke sitting here having a conversation with Yoda where Yoda's basically telling him you're you're the same Luke from Empire Strikes Back, you're the same kid who's always looking into the future, never looking right where you, right what's right in front of you. And he takes his little ghost cane and he hits Luke on the head to where you audibly hear the, the physical connection. Mm-hmm. So, again, they're going out of their way to, to show you that these ghosts can tangibly touch the world, which I, I am convinced something's got to happen with this. I mean, are we going to see, is it possible to see a force ghost Luke with a lightsaber that actually can uh. block another lightsaber? Because what we saw on crate was a force right. projection, not a force ghost. He wasn't dead yet. So I, I don't know. This is this is just weird stuff that they're just throwing in here all of a sudden that we didn't know could happen is happening. So they have this conversation. Luke says that's the, that's the part. That's or Yoda says that's the part about being a master is they outgrow us, they become more than us. I can't remember the exact. I'm paraphrasing, but he says they they surpass us basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and and told him all. You know, he was looking too much. He was too worried about what could happen. This is the this is the same Luke. At that moment, you're realizing, oh, okay, Luke and Dagobah was always looking ahead. How do I save my friends? How do I mm-hmm. stop them from dying? Same thing Anakin you know, had a problem with. You know, it's with, funny not right? to cut
5: you off. When you said that, it kind of just clicked to me, too, that when we are talking about Luke earlier when he made the decision to maybe possibly kill Kylo, again, he was looking ahead yep. and not at the present. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of the same. It's showing, again, the same problem. Yeah.
4: hmm
3: So, and that's something that, that Qui-Gon told Anakin when he was a little boy, you know, be mindful. And he told Obi-Wan the same thing. Be mindful of the present. That was something. Be mindful of the living force. Be mindful of what's happening right now, and that's something that Yoda also told Anakin. That's a that's a thing that's been consistent throughout Star Wars. Is is look right now. You know the future always always cloudy. The future is ever changing, ever moving, um, and the 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 Sith were always. You know Palpatine was always fixated on controlling the future, controlling what happens, and it's funny that that uh, we talked about Kylo being reactionary, but really the Jedi—that was their kind of their their mode, their their motive. Um, and like Luke told her, it's like you know you you only act if if you can prevent, if you can keep peace in the you react and stop things from happening. Look at what's happening right now, you know. Fo- focus on that. So Luke wasn't doing that. Yoda's reminding him of that, and then you realize in that scene where they're, you know, they get Poe in, uh, or Poe finds a uh, drags. helps drag in Rose with Finn. All of a sudden you start hearing something, right? The music's changing. You know, something's happening because this is star Wars and that's how, it, that's how it works. So everything gets quiet. Leia sits down. She realizes nobody's coming. They, we sent out all these things. If we can get, th- that was their goal. If we can get there, send out a message. You know, I have enough friends. Leia has enough resources People will come and help. Nobody returned any call. The hope has gone out, she says. The hope has gone out, and ironically, in in walks a new hope from Episode Four, Luke Skywalker. Right? That's that was his. That's what he was. That's what the movie was about. Was a new hope. You know, Anakin was supposed to be the one that did, it didn't happen. So now you have a new spark, a new hope, something to re- reignite the reignite the fire that poe talks about and so in walks this hooded figure which is very strange we're learning about force projections now right all of us are like okay he can't be there but he is there right what how did what did he get his x-wing did what what happened he's got to be a force or he's got to be a um not real, right? I, I didn't even know what I thought he was at that point. Did we even know projection projections no, existed the first time we so, saw it? I, I thought, thought he was real. actually there. It was very it was very misleading because C3PO saw him, a robot, a droid. So it's like he he was inside, he was force touching every person. See, that's part of the thing about you know, when I talk about do I like how they handled Luke in the end? Do I like that last scene? There's a lot of stuff I wanted but even though I didn't get everything I wanted this force power, what Luke was doing in my mind had to be so his, his reaction. When you see him later on the rock and you realize, Oh, he's not there. He's still on Act two levitating, literally levitating off this rock. And he's mentally anguished. There's, there's physical exertion on his face. He's sweating. He's shaking. Because he's so focused. And you realize the, the reach of what he's doing. First of all, I looked at the visual dictionary. This distance is ridiculous. The, 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 where he's reaching with the Force is so far away. I mean, ridiculously far away. I don't remember the exact things I said. But it's really, it's like across the galaxy. Okay, He's touching every single mind. Everybody that can see him, he's somehow touching them with the Force. Otherwise, how do they see him, right? So, he's touching the droid. He's touching the computer, the circuits in this this robot to make him see him. He's touching all these other people that have never even seen Luke Skywalker before, don't know who he is, other through legend or whatever, or, or word of mouth. He walks in, he sits with Leia. He tangibly puts, and this isn't even a Force ghost, he puts these dice from Land- or, <laughs> Lando from Hans Millennium Falcon from up in the cockpit in her hand. And and they're sitting in her hand, and he closes her hand around them. They don't disappear for, like, another ten minutes almost or however long it takes. You know, they're, they're there. She put them on the ground, you know. He's not even interacting with her, and she still is holding and putting these things places that aren't even there. He's just projecting them there everybody sees him again you have finn it's like no we got to go we got to fight let's go help him and Poe's like no we gotta you know come back and do this so he walks out there you get a great scene right this is a great scene the doors split open for whatever reason they decide after the the eight to ten minutes it took finn to drag her in there they decided they're gonna go in now so all of a sudden stop someone's coming out here comes luke kylo's you know looking like he can't believe it And he says, what I thought was great, he says, I want every gun we have to fire on that man. And he says, you know, he screams now and they just unleash it, right? The explosion, the crate, sand, the red, everywhere. It looks like Luke exploded because of all the red. Just everywhere, right? taking forever, the little joke between Hux and him, you know, do you think you got him? And... It's, like, fine. Which is also another another little bit of a struggle, even though Hux has already acknowledged him as supreme leader, which is a considerable leap from where he was before. But he says, that's enough. You know, Hux is the one that ends it. And they listen to him. You know?
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Stop. Luke walks up, does a little brush off his shoulder, right? Which, whatever. Say, ha, ha, ha. That's funny. It, it was it was cool in the moment, whether you like it or not. It was cool. Antagonizing him. So... He's like, put me down there. I want to go down there. They go down there. They start talking. Right? Luke is now... At at any point, did you guys... uh, Some of you had to have noticed the difference in age with
1: Luke.
0: Yeah, he was much more more manicured. His hair was darker. Like, the gray was gone. Um, And then, I mean, looking back, maybe in the moment he didn't catch it, but he's lighting a lightsaber that's split in half. In the moment, in the moment... When he was talking to, to Leia When he was in there I'm
3: thinking he, He's younger Like I said I can understand like, I'm trying to figure up. it out I'm not, Yeah I'm thinking He cleaned himself up But he didn't his dye his hair. hair Right
4: I mean <laughs> Is this just, just for what, men what is happening
3: Yeah what is happening here So then he's out there And you know You see Leia They did the, the millennium, By the way The Millennium Falcon coming in That was awesome
0: that, that was ship. awesome
3: right She comes Yeah that was a great line When Kylo says, blow that ship out of the sky. Like he, that's his father to him. Like he, you know, a a person like that, unstable like that, you know, he saw that ship and thought dad. Mm -hmm. And the, the anguish and the, the hurt because he's still messed up about that. And seeing that he wants that erase that. I don't want to see that. That needs to be gone. Yeah. And, so they, she pulls all of them away. They go through. There's a little bit of a playback to the music from Empire Strikes Back, the asteroid scene where they dive down into create. It was really cool, which was one of my favorite scenes. I always loved that scene. And they go in there. They do all that stuff. And then Ray's looking for them. And you realize, you start realizing as Luke's talking, okay, Ray's coming down there. There's a bunch of rocks. You're like, okay, she's going down there. She's going to start using the force and stuff, moving rocks and all that stuff. So they have their conversation. Um... He's he starts doing lightsaber stuff. And start, Luke starts doing really cool stuff. We're like, oh man, they're gonna fight in a lightsaber battle. But his lightsaber's blue. Immediately, I knew that's not right. Immediately, I knew that's he's has a blue lightsaber. Why does he have a blue lightsaber? Like that, I didn't necessarily connect that that was his dad's lightsaber. I thought, why does he have a blue one? Because I'm in my mind, I'm thinking that's not his dad's light. I didn't even it didn't even click in my head that that could be that lightsaber I'm thinking it's a different lightsaber that's blue I just don't know why he's got a blue lightsaber but it seemed off it was just another thing that seemed off to me then it seemed off that he wouldn't touch him at all he just evaded everything I'm like I want to see an actual fight you know then when he says you know strike me down in anger and I'll always be with you you know they they tweaked the line a little bit but it's the same thing Obi-Wan said to Anakin the exact same thing and I'm like crap He's gonna he, still not knowing exactly what even I'm looking at. Is this even Luke in the flesh? But but then there's a part of me that goes, he's done. He's gonna do the he's gonna do the force ghost thing, and he charges him. It goes straight through him, it very clearly. You know, you nobody's thinking, did he just hit him? You see it go straight through him. Slides, and I I missed completely that Luke had no footprints. I completely missed it. Which was a tell. Mm-hmm. Another tell they put in there. No red footprints. Kylo had all kinds of red stuff sliding everywhere. Luke completely didn't have any. But he turns around, looks at him. The music's swelling. Luke's kind of giving him this look. He walks up and just puts the saber through his chest. Comes out the other side. The music swells. You see Luke levitating. And at that, so- at that moment in the theater, I could hear people going, I could hear the, the, the audible Gasp and like, oh man! Like the reveal, like it was a good reveal. It was really whether or not you wanted to see it happen like that, that was really cool. Mm. Um, And and again, I'm really, I'm like, that's really a powerful force thing he's using. So then he basically says, you know, see you around, kid. Like you know, the other thing he said I wanted to bring up too was, I'll always be with you, like your father. Like he's sticking it to him. He's poking Kylo on purpose. He knows the buttons to push and he says see you around kid and then he falls limp on that rock it it pans over the island for a second as he's coming back up he sees the dual suns much like he did at the beginning on Tatooine when he started his complete adventure that you know that's what started it all and he climbs back up he sits there he disappears now before he disappeared i was all in on that i thought that was really cool. It's not what I expected. It's not even necessarily what I wanted, but I'm fine with it. He didn't die. And then he disappears. And I'm like, no. Like, wait a second. Like, no, no wait, wait. Like, wh- I just don't know if that's what I want. It, but it, but you have to keep going. The movie keeps going. You don't have time to think about it, right? I think that's part of what happens when we all walked out of the movie and we didn't know what to think because we're still trying Process to catch that. up yep. with what happened. Yeah. So, before wrapping the movie up, what exactly did you guys think? I know Brian hated it. But <laughs> um, well, what did you think about Luke's the way that Luke I went did, out? The way that Luke I don't say I
5: hated. It. I just you know I I still wish I had seen him. Th- fight, like do an actual lightsaber duel. It was impressive to see that. You know, it shows the power that he has. Um, you know, and and it was good to see him turn around and, and actually, you know, get engaged into the battle. So, so I, I didn't hate it. But, um, you know, I remember though watching it and when he, when it was clear that he was about to die, I remember sitting there and I was with a friend. I was like, no, like out loud. I'm like, no no, and then of course he died and I, I didn't expect him to die in this movie so that was shocking I was okay with it, but I, I didn't expect it, but um, I'm just going to say this and I'll let you guys uh, comment, you know I did um, Ryan Johnson had put out a, a tweet a while back ago um, about this about the force projection deal and that he got that from a book called The, Path, the Jedi Path um, and it's supposed to be like a quote-unquote training manual for jedis there's a section advanced force techniques and there's a part that says doppelganger or similar for tourists i can't say it but it says permits a jedi to create a short-lived duplicate of himself or herself or an external object that is visually indistinguishable from the real item those who have perfected this ability can create phantoms of any person of their choosing or trick an enemy into seeing more objects such as droids than are actually present. Interesting. So, so kind of cool that he, you know, looking back now, you know, that he did kind of pull that from from something that was, was established um, but nobody paid attention to, really. <laughs> so, all right, that's my point. My, my
0: yeah, does anybody else have anything to say on Luke? It was fun. It was cool. Not what he expected, and that's, like yeah. you said, I think part of having to come to grips with that as you left. But, uh, did we want he?
3: to see? I mean, did we want to see? Nobody wanted to see Luke uh, go out in the in the final movie, like in the final battle.
0: It would have been nice, like, yeah, it would have been nice to know that he's still around in number nine, and that you're going to see something even bigger, maybe or I don't know. It's hard. To I, know I, to... I
3: like I like what we talked about in the text right earlier, where if this could have ended on a more negative note, that it ended with a spark of hope, which was cool, but. I feel like if Ray would have went to the dark side and and Luke would have stayed alive Mm -hmm. and had to have had to have, you know, basically come, he's pulled back in that that way because he Mm -hmm. realizes. Yeah, he realizes, well, I I lost Ben because I tried to follow the Jedi path. Now I lost Ray because I didn't. And I like I have to. I, he is the hope. He's yeah. the hope that the resistance needed. He's the hope that the galaxy's always needed. And I thought it would have been cool. I mean, I still think Luke has a, a major part to play through forced yeah. ghostery in Episode Nine. Um, and I'm very curious to see. But leading into the next question, the last well, I, question.
1: I was just going to say. Up. I was just yeah, going to yeah, say yeah, that that scene to me seemed again very reminiscent of. Um. Obi-Wan purposely sacrificing himself on the Death Star so that yeah. he could make sure that he was there to guide Luke through everything else without like any, you know, interference like that, that would, it that moment he's, he chose to give up his, like his life here in order to, to be a force ghost, to be able to guide Luke through the rest of the saga. Yeah. I mean, because, because
3: if well, Ray didn't know no. he was going to do that and it's, Ray left him thinking he's not going to help. She and then I wonder what she thought when they told her. Yeah, we saw Luke. Luke was there. All those people thought and Luke it, was there. It seemed
1: like in that moment that was that was his solution. Where like he came close to killing Kylo once, and probably would never want to relive that moment again. Like would never want to do that again because it already like he already you know felt terrible about it and like that already broke his heart. Right. So this was this seemed like his like his best way to both confront Kylo and sort of save the day so to speak and also sacrifice himself so that he could do what Obi-Wan did and guide Rey yeah. and whomever else um, like through the rest of you know their their path or whatever
3: yeah it is true I mean because his for, for all we know his X-Wing was gone I mean we saw it there in the water but I mean he could he have raised it up out like they did in Dagobah and it still worked who knows because um, I thought that's the only way yeah. he could have got there and we have he to assume that, right It if was he there was actually there
1: for years, you know yeah
3: yeah. So to wrap up this this segment and then we'll just blow through the predictions because it's, I think we'll be fine on that. Where does this leave Star Wars no for idea. us?
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean
3: it's literally when, when it's he let hard. it all die and, and, and wiped the slate clean, I mean we don't really Not have much clue. to go on, right? I think the biggest assumption is that there's going to be a big time jump. I think you're going to see a much more established, in his villainry, Kylo. Um, And you're going to see Rey more powerful. Possibly, do you think there'll be any more people that she's maybe taught anything to? Or is it just going to be her? And how much time do you think is going to pass? If any, maybe we're wrong about that. Maybe it's another...
4: Two days I don't know, there's later. There's got to be time passed. It seems I think, strange.
5: I think the picking up right where Force Awakens left off actually hurt The Last Jedi. I think there's got to be a little bit of a time jump. I don't know how long. I don't think she'll be training anybody. I think you'll see her training with Luke somehow or something. I think she's still learning. But uh, yeah. But as far as where I, it goes, I so is, I I,
3: so is <laughs> Kylo is Kylo completely on his own, or do you think they're gonna? play into some type of vader thing i'm not saying like a vader ghost but do you think they're going to bring back yeah, he i mean is he going to be talking to ray is that is that door clo- like when it showed the door closed with that literally their connection ending i who is he is he going to be completely alone or what or is it just him and hux i you know? well there's the knights of ren first order buddies is is there yeah. though
1: like do they still exist yeah, and
3: that's the thing. Well, where were they? Snoke that was another thing that people wanted to know, and yeah. it wasn't no. even touched.
2: Snoke says, "Even you, you master Ren, the master of the night." Oh, yeah, yeah. I
3: don't know, man. I so. so were they still out looking for Skywalker? Maybe in different parts yeah. of the galaxy. I agree.
1: I agree with Brian. I like. I feel like I don't. I have no idea where they take it from here, but I like that. Like that. That was kind of what I was hoping to get from the Last Jedi. Like turn everything on its head. I feel like. I just feel like a lot of the reason why
3: there's not as much hype right now and why people are so critical is because they don't have anything to speculate on really. There's very little to speculate on. Unless you complete I mean, they gave us not a lot to go on, yeah, is what I'm saying. You've got you've got the you've got the rebellion now or the resistance that literally can fit aboard the Millennium Falcon. That's how small they are. Mm-hmm. And they are going to, I'm imagining gonna pick up some people along the way i mean some people have obviously heard again the story that what luke did already it traveled to canto bite we saw that we don't know how long that was after because obviously that had to have been a little bit i mean they're not going to hear about it immediately right
5: because even that's why there's got to be a time in the prequels
3: it's been yeah it's been established that the empire uh subdued Stories of the Jedi they rewrote them out of it the, they don 't want that story. We found out about the first uh, Death star explosion that the Empire said that 's propaganda that didn't really happen. They, they tried to cover it all up to where people didn 't believe that the, the rebellion was making a difference but we see this these little kids these little stable kids right they're, why, why they 're not watching TV they're not how did the story get to them to where they even have toys to resemble yeah. Luke Skywalker came and did this. So they've heard about it. It's gotten back; news has traveled. So we're, I think, safe to assume there will be the resistance will be significantly larger yeah. in this ninth movie, and Ray might have some help, might not. I, I think you're right about the Knights of Ren playing a part. They need to, and that was something that JJ basically started. So JJ has that something that Ryan didn't even touch on, so he can do whatever he wants with that.
2: Um, it, it's. It almost feels like at Christmas, you know, people get you gifts, and you're like, "Oh, what'd you get me? What'd you get me?" And then they just like kind of very lamely turn and say, "I got you this." <laughs> it's like it's like, "Oh yeah, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Who are Ray's parents? You know, who is Snoke?" And then Ryan Johnson's just like, "Here you go." <laughs> yeah. It's like,
3: yeah. yeah, you never have to buy socks again, <laughs> yeah. though. But, so, I mean, anyways, I mean, overall, it's, it's like, like Isaac said at the beginning. It's more Star Wars. There's a lot of cool stuff in it. It gave us, as much, it, as, much as it wasn't a lot of what we expected, it gave us more lore. There's more that the Force can be done with. That's why I'm thinking, well, what's, what's possible? Can Luke be a Force ghost and actually fight someone? Can Luke do something in the ninth movie? that is something we've not seen Force Ghost do does does Anakin play a role in this in 9 will we see a Force Ghost Sith will we see Vader
4: hmm.
3: why you know why does why does Ray or why does Kylo think that Vader was right you know i mean obviously it was something snoke said right we got there's a lot of questions that the J.J. setup that still I still want to have answered. And there's things that we can revisit. It's just weird that the, the only speculation we have is backstory. You know, what about this? What about this? We, we're not left with a lot of what's going to happen moving forward. But I am excited about it. I think all of us are. I'm, that's pretty much a no-brainer. We all are. We are all Star Wars fans. Um, and The Last Jedi is a movie that we all own, I still, I, I think, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I do not own it. Um, not yet. Oh, well, that's a little surprising. Um, so... <laughs> Did you say Star that's Wars not Last surprising? Jedi, that was our... <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was our uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi review. Um, and we are very excited to be doing this more in the future. We love Star Wars. Last but not least, this has gone a-, a while. And it's Star Wars, so that's okay. Lots of cool, exciting conversation. Real quick before we end, I want to just go through quickly uh, just a little bit about Solo, a Star Wars story. It comes out this week um, that we are recording this podcast. Just a few quick facts. It's currently tracking to do 150 to 170 million domestically opening week, which is not bad at all. Um, Obviously, the saga movies are going to do more. The Force Awakens did 247 plus million, Um, The Last Jedi did 220, a little over 220. Rogue One did 155 million. So, an anthology movie to 155. This is tracking to 150 to 170. So, if it does that well, then that's great. Um, they did say adv- advanced ticket sales are higher currently than Black Panther wow. was hmm, before surprised. it came out, um, which that was a pretty yeah. big hyped movie. So, to for for this movie to have sat in silence for so long, and I think we were all questioning why, but the underlying Behemoth, reason was the last Jedi. I believe um, it's doing quite well. Uh, Josh did point out that I think the critics in Rotten Tomato are have given it, it right now. It's a, is it at a seventy or a seventy-seven or what it? I think it's seventy-one
1: percent. It just the thing about that 71%. list that struck me, and again we were talking about it. Like I don't really put a ton of credit or stock in like what critics right. say, but the thing about that list that struck me was the only two movies on that list that had a lower score were Episodes One and Two. Um, right. Yeah. So it was. I don't know. It's just crazy.
3: Yeah. Obviously, um, the only movie on there that really has a uh, an audience score that greatly differs is the Last Jedi. I think it was tracked or not tracked. It was a critic score of like ninety two or ninety three, and the audience score I think is right now at forty seven percent, which yeah. is pretty low. So that's you know that's you could you could make a fairly safe assumption that half the people that saw this didn't like it. Now, you know, granted, negative people are usually the loudest. But, you know, we are all Star Wars fans, and we all had, even the ones that liked it more than others, we all had problems with this movie. Um, But it's a Star Wars movie, and we're still excited. I'm not going to boycott future Star Wars movies, because I think that's crazy. People that say that, I think it's crazy. Um, So, real quick, I want each of us to give three predictions for what we think we're going to see in solo a star wars movie opening this week and i'm going to draw a number between one and 100 and chad you won
0: (laughs) yay for me you want all three of them uh just give me just give me one first give me one r2d2 and c3po are going to be in the movie somehow
3: Oh, my gosh. They've been in
0: every single movie oh up to this point. Gosh. It'd be silly not to be also. Oh, my gosh. This is my first
5: one.
3: Where were they in...
5: They're uh, in... Uh, they're in... Rogue, uh, or, uh, uh Gavin. In Rogue One.
3: Okay, yeah, Rogue One takes place after. So what... Rebels would be the next the thing, right? So where are they in Rebels for most of the Rebels the story? Cartoon?
0: The cartoon? Yeah. Uh no, because fight. this
3: takes place, this takes place, place during Rebels, before Rogue One.
0: Takes place before Rogue One. I mean, I don't know. Were they after Revenge of the Sith is over? They're with. Uh, they're with Obi Wan, right? No, they're with uh, their C three PO is still on. Their oh, memories no, are wiped, except for R two, and they're sold to their owner oh. that they are owned by before Luke Skywalker gets them. Which I can't think of his name off the top of my head, Captain Antilles. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. That's my thought.
5: Okay. Anyone want to go next, or do you want to you know, I'll go want next, volunteer? just so somebody doesn't take it. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, when I watched the trailer, one of the bad... That was mine! When I watched the trailer, <laughs> one of the bad guys, it looks to me, and I could be completely wrong, seems to have, like, a like a laser whip or something. That's what it looks like mm-hmm. to me. I think th- that's, yeah, that's, that's going to give mark, uh, the Han Solo character the scar on the chin that Harrison Ford so famously has oh you think that's going to play in like they did in Indiana Jones I think It's going to happen like that Yeah. Hmm. yeah. really
3: interesting okay uh, I'm going to go next I'm going to say that Kira dies right in front of Han's eyes not supposed to rhyme it just does um, I have, I'm just going to say I, have, that also. I
0: almost put that down
3: yeah, I think it's going to be like a um, like a casino royale type thing for James Bond, mm-hmm. like something that turns him cold. Mm-hmm. That's good. Josh, Isaac, who's going next?
1: I'll go
2: last.
3: Okay, <laughs> Josh. All right. I your My next.
1: first prediction is that we're going to get some information on. So some of this has already been like speculated and, and maybe even said, but we're going to get some information on Chewy's family. But my prediction is he's going to have, like, a wife and kids, like, a like a nice little home life set up. And they're all, like, there's going to be some kind of tragic backstory that, like, launches him into his adventures with Han. Like, they die off. Like, somebody mac- the Christmas special? You know, massacres them. The Christmas special happens and everybody hates it.
4: <laughs> um,
1: whatever the case may be. But, like, his basically he's going to have no reason to, like, stay wherever he's at because his family, you know, gets wiped out somehow. He'll have some sort of tragic all backstory. Right. Isaac?
2: So mine is um, similar to Dave's. I don't think it's going to be uh, the Mother of Dragons, but Woody Harrelson's character. So he kind of like loses his mentor. Picks up that, yeah. you know.
5: Um, Mantle? Yeah. Cool. All
3: right. Uh, a, uh, a Chad, are you writing all these down? No.
5: No, I'm not. <laughs> go back and listen.
0: I
3: just realized. I just realized. Yeah, I mean, let's <laughs> Just listen to it. That's fine. So, Chad, you next.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, I'll go with my not easy one. Uh, I think. I think we'll get some information on Han's parents, even Ooh. to the point of either they he didn't like he didn't know them at all, or or we'll find out what happened that kind of set him down the path. Obi Wan. This is. His parents. He was
1: immaculately conceived.
0: There's somebody. <laughs> so I think we'll get some information on Han's parents a little bit.
5: He's
0: he's Anakin's dad. <laughs> weird. Real weird. I
5: think Brian? the movie uh, will end um, with somehow setting up the relationship between Han and Jabba the Hutt. Ooh. Good Ooh, okay. one.
3: Okay. That kind of that kind of uh, that kind of took from one of mine, which was Jabba is mentioned in the film, but I'm not going to go on that one because that steps on yours. Um, I will go with uh, – I think that they're going to – obviously, we know the Kessel Run is in this movie. I am going to predict that they're going to stick with what I believe is non-canon, that the Parsec is a measurement of distance thing.
0: It is because Finn says as they're heading back to Snoke's ships that we're only two parsecs away. Mm-hmm. Oh, he does?
3: Uh, I was going to say that... Never mind. That's how... Well, I was going to say that that's how he cheats the Calceron, but... Because I didn't know if they were going to make it something different. Like, he lied. Because no. some people think he just said that as he misdirection to Obi-Wan. <laughs> just to sound... You know, make the ship sound fancy, but that that's not really what happened. Um, well, then I'll go with... Uh, Another one and say I think the movies this might be obvious, I don't know. I think the movie's gonna end with the I mean remember, he signed on for two other movies. Not that they it doesn't mean they're gonna be made. There's a possibility of two other movies with this actor as Han Solo, young Han Solo. But I think this one's gonna end with his gang disbanding and him being betrayed, like basically him being like not not a great ending. I don't think it's going to end well. Huh. I think it's going to be a great ride, but I think it's going to be he's going to be left in a position where he's alone, other than having Chewy, and that it was because double cross. Um, yeah, it's because that's just a part of being a scoundrel. Interesting, you know.
4: Yeah, Josh.
1: Uh, so similar, but I was, one of my predictions was that Woody Harrelson's character turns out to actually be like one of if Jabba. yeah Jabba, one of if not the <laughs> villain of the movie. He gets elect, he gets force electrified, and it into turns just this him big sludge. Jabba. Yeah, um, no, Woody Harrelson's character turns out to be like one of the villains, if not the main villain of the movie, and Han ends up having to um like stand up to him or like you know take mm-hmm. him on at some mm-hmm. point during the movie
3: that Good. is interesting that.
5: interesting
0: Isaac
2: I think somebody from Rogue One is going to be in there
0: oh well, that's great I like that a lot
2: yeah I think like I, it, I, I don't know. uh what
3: if you see what if you see I'm Gar- well, uh, not Garrett what's her dad's name Galen, what's her dad's name? Galen. What if you see him? Because Han is applying to the Empire.
0: That's cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, I,
2: like I think that. it. I think it'll be just like very brief, just like a quick nod.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea. That that would be interesting. That'd be cool.
4: Oh,
3: Isaac, what if it's Saw?
0: <laughs> oh no,
1: you going to No more Forrest this? Whitaker ever in any other movies <laughs> well, for no, the I rest of time. I think it should time. be
2: only Forrest Whitaker with different outfits and wigs uh. on
0: playing every character. Oh, no. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, um, my last one. Josh yep. will not like this movie. <laughs> oh, Chad, oh I'm kidding. Gosh. Chad, I'm not even going to lie. Prediction? Chad, I'm not even going to lie. I almost
1: put that down as one of my predictions.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gosh. do. I do have it... Typed out as if it is real, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, my real one is uh, the the middle section of the Millennium Falcon, the part mm-hmm. that in the movie is there. That's where Han has Jabba's stuff that he dumps because the Empire is going to take it from him. So he dumps this stuff. That is here, and that's Jabba's stuff, and that's how he ends up oh, on like, Jabba. I oh, like how of, you're pointing
3: to a section a lot of your abdomen. <laughs> his right his here. nipple? <laughs>
0: yeah. No, so that, that section of the Millennium Falcon that's now gone in our what we know as the Falcon is where Jabba's materials are, whatever he's he's doing for Java, He dumps that, and that's what gets him. We still don't know in, what uh, that cargo was, light.
1: right? They never said. They never said. I, I
5: don't remember. No. They never that's said. That's a good that one. I so I think that's
0: what that is. Um, wait, my whoa, last whoa, whoa. prediction will my be...
3: Turn? No, no I'm skip me it. in case I you take mine.
5: All right. All right, go. Mine ahead. is there's going to be a cameo. Oh, by come on.
3: Oh, wait, just Boba in general Fett. or are you specific? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <Ooh.
5: gasps> like maybe he's just in the background somewhere or something, but I think we'll we'll get a glimpse of Boba Fett somehow.
3: That would be fun. Can't believe we didn't like would he's still a kid? Yeah, he would have like been
4: like Django's kid.
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he'd been older. <laughs> he'd have been he'd have been about the same age
5: as Han. I know. Yeah, it's
1: actually the the
3: enemy of the show.
1: That's interesting.
3: Um, my last particular, it is interesting. Yeah, I can't believe I didn't think of any Boba Fett anything for this. Um, this kind of runs into my last one, but it's more specific. Um, I think that Han and Lando, everybody's like, oh yeah, this is a Han and Lando, you know, buddy cop type thing. This movie's going to end with them on bad terms, like not happy with that. each other. Um, now I, I wonder because there's possible other movies, but from what we know yeah, in Empire Strikes Back, to that. when they meet each other, Han doesn't know Han doesn't know how Lando's going to react. I mean, he even flinches because he thinks Han is going to take a swing at him. And he says, "What have you done to my ship?" So it's like he hasn't seen him since Han got the ship. That's what we're led to believe, anyways. So I think they leave not happy with each other at all, um, on bad terms, and not knowing. You know that That's leads into one. the plays into the other ones.
1: All right, here's here's my Joshua. last here's my last prediction that I wrote down. Are you guys ready? Don't, oh, Baby don't you dare. Han oh, Solo is, your Fortnite? is an assumed identity. But we're not told what Han Solo's identity previously was. So I think they tell us at some point during the movie, Han Solo is not who he actually is. That's an assumed identity to go along with his, you know, new career as a pirate, smuggler, whatever.
3: Hmm. Is it canon that that's what... I guess it doesn't make sense. It's not canon. I at one point I heard that that's what Boba Fett did, but now that it's canon that he's Jango Fett's kid, I guess does it even call him Boba. Yeah, I don't he think he him. does. Though. Yeah, he yeah, he says his, his name. name. He calls him Boba. Yeah, he yep. says his name. That's so weird. I, I I don't know where I read it. I thought I read somewhere that maybe it was in Legends or something, Expanded Universe or something. That some that that the person in the Mandalorian armor actually killed Boba Fett the previous bounty hunter and took it yeah yeah oh no I think that was maybe some fan fiction or something yeah the Boba Fett actually was killed and then it's not Boba Fett in that armor from the uh, prequels
2: it's someone else but
3: anyways Isaac
2: you guys ready for this one this is a real hot take
3: hot take
2: Ron Howard will narrate the whole movie
3: <laughs>
0: A la Arrested Development I want that to be true I want that to be true uh, Here's a story of uh, a guy uh, no, nice. Meanwhile
1: Chewie was finding out Just how difficult yeah. it is To be roommates like with somebody you yeah, don't, don't be a know like
3: <laughs> Chewie was upset that every time He used underarm deodorant <laughs> It matted up his hair
0: He's a never dude. Chewbacca. Yeah. What if you Cad have one, Isaac? Cad Bane must... was in it? The movie Cad Bane? I can't it's remember got who hat. Cad Bane. The is. guy with the big yeah. cowboy hat, the bounty hunter from the Clone Wars. Oh. Oh. If they made him a live action character.
4: Strange, <laughs> like a
0: dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, who knows?
3: Could have a lot of bounty. Isaac, is that your. Is that, I mean, do you not have one? Or? Yeah, no,
2: that's, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're the best, Isaac.
3: You really are. All right, well, mark it down. Uh, We're going to all see the movie, I assume, this weekend or next week um, at some time. Uh, I know I'm going to see it as soon as I possibly can, which is probably going to be Saturday. Hmm. Or Friday night. We'll see. Or Thursday. I don't know. Probably Thursday night. I don't know. But for now, that is going to wrap up this very long, but very enjoyable Star Wars review, that was the last Jedi review, and our predictions for Solo, a Star Wars story. Um, you can check this out, it'll be on our, uh, those of you that are watching YouTube, I, I doubt it, if anybody's watching YouTube this late, maybe Brian, who couldn't make it to the podcast, but can watch the entire <laughs> YouTube show. Um, he, he's, he's been one of our viewers, we miss Brian North, always bringing good conversation to the table. Um, but you'll also be able to listen to it on the Star Wars Rant podcast, check it out there's plenty of other episodes there you can listen to. We've done uh, trivia games over there. We did debates between myself and Brian North and then uh, Brian Seddon and Chad and then Chad and myself. Um, Chad cheating it's Wikipedia, you can write whatever you want. Uh, those, no spoilers. No spoilers. But then, uh, yeah, what was I going to say? Check us out on uh, South Dakota Gamer. What do you do, Chad? Do, we, do you want me to talk about uh, Sue Empire Podcast? Are we obligated to say that I after everything? <laughs> Still, they're nice people. Check out the SiouxEmpirePodcast.com, right? Sure. <laughs> There's yeah, a, do you remember? There's I want a to magician talk about that the, has a the, podcast. The, yeah. The, magi- <laughs> the podcasting magician. Everyone loves it. But anyways, it. thank you, Isaac, for joining us again on our Star Wars show. Isaac awakens and I, the last Isaac. Thumbs up. Excellent. Brian Seddon, thank you very much. This special crossover edition staying up late with us. Josh, thanks for showing up. Like you do every week. Glad to be here. And Chad, thanks for letting me host this show so people would actually listen to it. I appreciate it. So um, yeah. And that's been uh, what we've played. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the podcast. <laughs> Tune in next week. For now that's uh all of us signing off. How about I- May the force be with you and peace of pizza. And
2: also with you.
0: Blast, come and us.
4: Han, get up here. Come on, Joey.
2: Asteroids.
4: No. Uh, Joey, set yourself to one. What are you doing?
1: You're not actually going into an asteroid field. It'd
0: be crazy to follow us, wouldn't
1: Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to
0: 1. Never tell me the odds.